Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Geek First Sidecast, your weekly stop for video game news, reviews, and more. I'm your host, Dylan Moss, and today I'm joined once again by Dante. Hello. You're here for, I mean, you've been here so many times, I feel like it's not like a special guest thing anymore. You're kind of just yeah, a regular. I'm, so I'm the rotating chair. I love it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here again. <laughs> We're going to talk about some, some pretty sick games this week. I'm, ju- I'm mm-hmm. very jazzed about it, so thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, just, just a disclaimer, for everyone out there, I'm having some major technology <laughs> issues today, so uh, I, bear with me. If, if something sounds a bit... A bit weird. I, I'll try my best to fix it, but I can only do uh, so much. But anyway, today's today's episode, uh, we have two topics today. One, our main topic is going to be Triangle Strategy. This is the latest game from Square. You know, people say this is like the from the team that made Octopath Traveler. I did some research, and that it seems like a different studio, but maybe some oh. overlapping people. So I don't know exactly what the story is. We'll, we'll get into that. But anyway, main topic, Triangle Strategy Review, this kind of turn-based strategy game. Uh, from Square Enix Publishing, and then we're going to talk more about Elden Ring. So if you if you're here for the Elden Ring part, you see that in the in the headline. Last week we did uh, about two hours worth of just talking about Elden Ring, and that was less spoiler. I think me and Dante here are going to get more into some deeper spoiler stuff, but that'll be uh, after Triangle Strategy anyway. So we'll give you a heads up when Hell that's yeah. the case. Um, <laughs> very excited for both these games. Me I have too. to say, you know, we talked about before we were recording how Elden Ring just like keeps pulling us back in we try to do other life things try to play other games but it's like i would just rather be playing elden ring right now and, and honestly i'm loving both these games so for me it's like shit i i want i really want to see what happens next in the story of a triangle strategy but i also need to know what's around that fucking cliff that i haven't got to yet in elden ring so uh it's a good time for for video games i mean february was was crazy and like all those games landed pretty much so that's oh that's yeah pretty insane. and march is showing no sign of being any slouch either we're we're it's gonna be a messy q1 q2 as far as getting all these games in um tough job tough job Mm -hmm. it's super tough yeah (laughs) uh let's get some housekeeping things out of the way next week's episode i'm gonna be joined again by travis we're gonna talk there's a state of play sony state of play tomorrow i guess today uh when you're listening to this so we'll talk about that and then i think we'll actually do uh horizon forbidden west like full spoilers so we did a three hour long cast on the game but we won't finish the story yet now i have finished the story i i hope he finishes it before the next episode and then we'll kind of get deep into that so that's what you can expect for next week um i dante i don't know if i i think i told you about this in passing but we kind of have a kind of video game competition thing kind of wrestling inspired that we do called the geekers gauntlet and uh we were supposed to do this halo match like a month ago it finally happened last weekend so me and Taylor squared off in some Halo, so I'm not going to spoil the results okay. of that. Go All check right. it out, but uh, I'll just say that I was feeling myself, and it's a good <laughs> it's a good time. So nice. Uh, the audio is a bit whack, so sorry about that. But at least the game the gameplay looks good, so go check that out. It was fun, and then and then also uh, Travis and Kirkland faced off in some sports games as well. So, nice. so that was a good time. Uh, thank you to Taylor for making the thumbnails for this episode. Thank you to Amanda who makes the music. Uh, subscribe to the SideQuest feed to get the video game focused content there. 
Uh, join our Patreon for episodes early to get episodes early and ad free. Join the Discord. Discord's fun, and then you know Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that other Geekverse goodness. Uh, so yeah, I think I think we're ready to just get right in the triangle strategy. So like I said, this is kind of maybe from Octopath Traveler. So when I was looking into it, it's like the producer of Octopath or one of the producers of Octopath Traveler is the director for this game. Ah. There's clearly like it's made in the same engine, this 2D H- HD 2D engine, and yep. even like the character portraits and stuff like look identical to. Octopath. So I think there's a lot of overlap in the people who made these games, but obviously it's a different genre as well. But even when you're playing it, like just little things like, I don't know, just little icons they use and stuff just seems very similar. So I think there is a lot of crossover, but maybe not necessarily the exact same team. It's also a different composer, although that's usually composers are usually not internal in a studio anyway. But anyway, it's kind of the next game in that realm of things with this HD 2D. We got Live Alive later this year as well. That kind of has that same look. Uh, yeah, and and it's a great look. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I I have been blown away by Live Alive or Live Alive every single yeah. time I've seen just like somebody mentions it and I just want to look at screenshots of that game. It's so yeah. damn pretty. I and it makes me want every single SNES game from my childhood to get remade in this engine cuz mm-hmm. oh what I would do for some Breath of Fire. <laughs> oh. Some good yeah. Capcom RPG goodness. It's been too long. I think it's going to happen, man. Like, I think Chrono Trigger will happen. I think other yeah. big ones will have maybe some Final Fantasies as well. I mean, I guess Final Fantasy, maybe not, because they're doing, like, their pixel they're remasters. They're doing the pixel remasters. Well, but, there's... I, I mean, Final Fantasy is so huge, and they're always going to keep remaking these things that I could see that happening anyway. Well, and I, one thing I hope is that I feel like, you know, Octopath and now this game and Live Live all kind of look the exact same. Like, I hope maybe there can be a bit more... Like, it looks great, and I'm not tired of it yet, but I think if if we keep getting these remakes and they're all just the exact same and, like, it's very dreamy and the water effect... Like, I think we maybe will need a little bit of variety in, yeah. in terms of some of the specifics, but, I mean, just in terms of the engine itself, like, it is it is just great and, and work, runs well on the Switch and all that stuff, so it's... It's very nice to have these these games, uh, new games that were old. It's just fun to have. Yeah, them. yeah. It's it's stuff that could, looks like how you remember it in your head almost. It's like this yeah. is what yeah, yeah. this is what pixel art felt like when I was using it on actual Super Nintendo. But then you like actually go back and look at that stuff, and it does not look nearly as crisp mm-hmm. as this aesthetic, which just works beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, are we just jumping right into it? Can I can I well, talk yeah, about that you, aesthetic, actually? How many, which chapter are you on, right. or how long have you played? I think I'm in chapter two. Okay. Um, so so I, was like, I was like, I'm going to jump into this game, and I'm going to spend two and a half, three hours with it, and I realized that turned into a battle and a lot of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. intro is... I'd go so far to say not its best foot forward, right? Like, yeah. I was like, I got to play some combat, and I was like, okay, all right. This is some, like, I can't really tell the nuance of this game compared to another strategy game outside of the, um, the like, skill mechanic being turn-based, right? Mm-hmm. Which I can get into a little bit later. But, um, yeah, I, I really only got to do, like, that 30-minute battle, it felt like. And then I was yeah. like, all right. I was just It was, like, 1 in the morning. I was like, I'm just going to get through it. I'm going to fight a few battles. It'll be great. I'll have a good understanding of the video game. And boy, oh, boy, did I put that on auto and set it onto my nightstand and just listened yeah. for, like, an hour and a half, it felt like. Yeah. Maybe it's I, not that long, but it was a, it's a long time. No, you're probably true. I think, I think for myself, the first two hours 
yeah, I think a good hour, half of that was just kind of story cutscenes and, and dialogue. Yeah. And then the battles, yeah, I mean, you can take longer with those depending on how you play, I guess. But really, it's 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 not a lot at the start. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, for myself, I've played quite a bit this last week, or at least I, I've put about 16 hours in. I'm on chapter Ooh. 10. E generally, like, for the first while, each chapter takes around an hour, it feels like. And then eventually they start, like, part one, part two of these chapters, and they, they end up taking a bit longer, obviously. Right. There's also kind of optional stuff, like you can do some more auxiliary battles, and there's even cutscenes and stuff that are that are optional as well. So, you know, that's kind of your pace. It will kind of, on, kind of depend on how you play, but at least for mm -hmm. me, that's where I'm at. And, yeah, so I wanted to shout that out because you're so far kind of in the demo area. The demo goes up to the end of Chapter 3. And yeah. so, the, yeah, the demo is on, uh, obviously, on the Switch eShop, and you can mm -hmm. play the first three chapters, and then your progress, if you choose to get the full game, carries over. And so I did want to, like, throw some disclaimers out there because if you are into this game for the strategy and strategy only, I think this game will be a slog. I think there is a lot of dialogue, especially that first two hours. It's it's intense. And I, I liked it, but it was it was just a bit overbearing, and I wanted to, like, just control the game more. Yeah. And there are times when it kind of that becomes more subtle, and there's other, these other phases of the game as well. But... Even like this last like two hours roughly of my gameplay has been a lot of story again. I'm I'm really into the story and I'm actually I was I'm really that. enjoying it. And I was a bit burnt out in the demo, but like for the, everything else, I've not skipped. Like it, when I was playing that demo, I did skip a couple cutscenes and I'm like, come on, I want to play here. But since then, like after chapter three and onward, I haven't skipped anything and I'm doing all the extra stuff. Like I'm super That's into awesome. it. But the, yeah, it has a very slow start. So my recommendation is for people you know, go play the demo because it's free. But get to the end of the demo because at the in chapter three you kind of have this bigger decision, and mm. that's really captivating. And that one's like pretty simple, but they do like that's like maybe my favorite part of the game is these decisions, and you get to do a lot of that stuff. and And there are some other phases, but yeah, I wanted to get that disclaimer out there. Would, um, would you say outside of the the demo, do they have a conflict that really you feel like is like super like a super driving force for you? Because in the beginning it really does fall into like jrpg trope yeah. central it's like Absolutely. you're the prince and you're there to meet the princess and you guys are in rival lands and hopefully it'll solve <laughs> some sort of uh like conflict that you guys are having but then there's this third evil land and mm -hmm. they're the real bad guys so you guys get married everything's going fine like that's not necessarily exactly what it is but it, it just comes off no it really very... is like it comes off very generic in yeah. in the beginning and, and I, the voice I acting is a little... There's people who I'm like, you're killing it. You are crushing it. And there's people who I'm like, never talk again. Yeah, so <laughs> two other two other disclaimers, recommendations for me. One, switch to Japanese uh, oh, dialogue. That, that acting wish. is a lot better for me. And it is a lot of reading. So, you know, if longer scenes, like maybe you'd want to just... You don't want to be reading that whole time. For me, it's worth it. And honestly, like not even hyperbole, one... Just, there's this one section where, without spoiling the specifics here, there's a character who is finding out that their their child has died. And it's just this short little one-minute-long scene. But the performance from this voice actor, he's, like, choking up. And it had, like, I just had, like, Wait. some tears welling up in my eyes. Like, it, there, so there is some great performances in here. But for me, I was not finding it with the English voices. And I, mm. I only stuck with it for maybe an hour before I switched to Japanese. So it, I haven't been switching back and forth. But at least that was my early impression. And I think... Especially the dialogue too. It, it is very kind of like old Englishly, like like they're using yeah. these weird 
these old archaic words and stuff, and so it feels kind of cheesy. And and it's I like think some up. of that cheesiness is removed for me when I'm reading it and hearing it in Japanese than when I'm yeah. hearing it from these English actors. And and some of the some of the voice acting is not the best. So that's one disclaimer. The other one for me is there's a setting to for the camera in the battles is by default it's like whenever you hit the right stick to move your camera around it like shifts it 45, 45 degrees. degrees yeah and you can change that in the settings and it feels a lot better so that those are my other two disclaimers is change those two settings or at least try the english voice what are you shifting you what's the other setting for when you move the camera so it's, 45 it's degrees like, and what else it, it's like not like by, it doesn't snap at all it's just like a free oh camera, it's just like a free movement okay okay yeah that's so cool. that just that just feels a lot better uh, and, uh, yeah, so those would be my, my two kind of recommendations there. How much uh, would you say, um, your, the amount of gameplay you start getting into versus the amount of story you're experiencing? Okay. Cause like, yeah, in my yeah. first two and a half hours, it was 80, 20, yeah. 70, 30, something well, like so, that has to shift. Yeah. I'm sure. Let me, let me break it down a bit. So there is. I'd say there's kind of five things that you're doing in this game, okay? So one of them is, is just, like, story, cutscenes, and dialogue and stuff. And I consider that a phase of the game because it is a big part mm-hmm. of it. Then oh, there yeah. is, of course, the tactics gameplay. And then there's kind of three other things. So in between battles, you're kind of looking at the map and you're you're picking different stuff. You can go to your encampment and you can upgrade gear and do some auxiliary battles and stuff like that. So that's kind of another phase. And then the other part is you're going to do these exploration phases where you're set down in usually like a little town and there's maybe, I don't know, six buildings or something and people around this town and you're just running around. You go to talk to people and it's almost like a point and click adventure kind of thing where you go talk to this one person. You get this line of dialogue information. Then you take that information, take it over to this other person and then maybe they'll give you, you know, some paper that you can write a letter to do this thing. And it's very point and click adventure where you're running around this town getting info and finding items, and, and there's even a couple shopkeepers you can buy stuff from. So that's another phase of the game. So once again, that's like you're getting some dialogue and stuff there, but at least you're getting to move around. And, and usually, too, those areas end up being the location of a battle. So you'll it's kind of fun in that way, too, to kind of scout out the landscape and look around and think, okay, I wonder what is the battle going to look like here? Where am I going to be in terms of the height advantage and whatnot? What, what kind of alleyways can I use? And then there's the fifth part of it, too, where it's kind of related to that exploration phase, where you have these decisions, where you have the scales of conviction is what they call it. And essentially, yeah. there's some decision that your party has to make. So the first one is is pretty simple, where it's... And I forget if this is in Chapter 2 or if this is... I think this might be the start of Chapter 3, so I don't know if you've seen this yet. But essentially, the, the, the first decision you have to make is, do I want to go to... Which country do I want to go to? Because you start in kind of Glenbrook, the kind of mm-hmm. forest-happy area, and you can go either to the desert or to the mountains. And that's your yeah. first decision. And so you have to talk to everyone in your party you get their perspective they share some information you can try and sway them one way or the other and then everyone kind of anonymously votes and then you end up doing whatever that decision is and that mm-hmm. first decision is pretty sim- like it's very easy to sway people to your side you you're pretty much just choosing and getting to talk to people but those decisions are really interesting later on in the game and that's and you do a few of them I've, at this point i've done four of those sequences and uh, so that helps break up that thing too, where it is dialogue, but it's really involved, and they're really hard decisions. There, I am excited for when you, if you do end up getting the full game and play further. I, I just love to hear where you go because even a couple podcasts I listen to, everyone else chose the separate route that I did, and I, I'm just yeah. curious to hear like how that changes the course of things. Is there also is like that map where you can see, it's kind of like you know the, the Detroit Become Human thing where you can see like 
okay, I chose this thing and it branched me off this way, and you kind of mm -hmm. see where your where your decisions branch. So, yeah, the game is kind of split into those five sequences, and while all of them kind of involve dialogue to some degree, uh, you do at least get more gameplay in there. And then, yeah, once you're in the encampment, you can do auxiliary battles if you just want to if you just want to grind out some more battles, you can do that. But yeah, yeah. there is a, you... there is a lot of story, so you you <laughs> should really buckle down and, and be ready to experience that and get invested in it. And hopefully, you like the characters enough enough in those decisions by the end of the third chapter that you're hooked. But yeah, don't expect that like that is going to waver because it will keep it up. And I don't know how long this game is. Octopath was long as fuck. I never I never actually ended up beating it because it was I didn't it beat was, Octopath. I got a good forty hours of it. I was happy, but I I didn't end up playing it less. all the way through. So I don't know if this is going to be the same thing where I bounce after an amount of time. I'd I'd like to see it to the end, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the breakdown of, of what you, to expect for this game. How do you feel about the the battle mechanics? Because from what I what I like I, I like I said I got through one battle and then sat yeah. through a lot of text and I was like, man, I'm excited to get into more of this and kind of figure out how this is different from other tactics RPGs, mm -hmm. um, whether it be like a. a Final Fantasy Tactics or War of the Lions or if it's more like a, a yeah have you, you I'm guessing you played Final or, Fantasy Tactics right yeah yeah and the and the Advance ones both of those I I, okay. I love Final Fantasy Advance or Final Fantasy Tactics Advance specifically I love War of the Lions and like original Final Fantasy Tactics sure. I, I I love getting giving a shout out to just the uh, yeah. like Tactics Advance specifically I think that game has got such a cool style mm -hmm. to it that it doesn't get enough love. Yeah, for, um, for me, my, my my experience mostly comes from Fire Emblem, where I've played like eight yeah. or nine Fire Emblem games, and I love that series a lot. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't love all of them, but I, I love the series. I would yeah. say, um, you know, I, I I love Into the Breach. That's kind of that's actually you know deep cut for the listeners. That's how me and Dante met. Is yeah. we, we were both streaming Into the Breach and hosting each other, and then we just kept in touch. That was like two or whatever years ago now. So it's been a while. And yeah, that's it's like, really weird. That might be the best. Like if you just want a tactics game and you don't want dialogue and anything. Get into the breach because uh, it's like yeah, fifteen that's bucks, the one. and it's like one that of game's my favorite all, games of all time. <laughs> all so Dewey. Good. There's only video game to play. No reading at all involved. Yeah. No. There's a little. The bit dialogue of is um, like, no, like, oh, no, I died. Like it's very, yeah, it's very unit text. Yeah, I, I've never um, played Final Fantasy Tactics though, and the sim, the most similar to for me because like Fire, this is very different from Fire Emblem in that you're controlling mm -hmm. each character one by one, or as Fire Emblem, it's like, okay, you have, it's your turn control all 10 of your characters, take like 10 minutes to plan out what you're going to yeah. do on this turn. Whereas this is one character at a time and it reminds me of this game that probably no one's going to know of, but it's called Tactics Arena Online, which was this online only uh, tactics game that is now unfortunately the servers are dead, so you can't play it anymore. But w check out a YouTube video because this is this is a cool game, but it ha essentially it had like the facing mechanics where you at the end of your turn you decide which way you're going to angle mm -hmm. and you, can, you have greater placement with your characters. Uh, so that's kind of a similar game for me but i think yeah i haven't played final fantasy tactics but it seems much more in that realm of things than fire emblem yeah it's, it seems like it has a little bit of both it seems like it's definitely trying to lean into that story piece that fire emblem started to lean into more and more over the years mm -hmm. as well um so obviously that's like a, a clear um inspiration but um as far as the like fighting goes they also are doing that um i don't remember this being in final fantasy tactics but it's also like I haven't played those any of those games since they released. Um, yeah. The last time I played Final Fantasy Tactics was when War of the Lions came out for PSP, for example. That's wild. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, the the thing that I notice from that's also like a Fire Emblem um, pullover is when you have two teammates near each other 
and they're like doing this kind of like co-attack they're they're both attacking at the same time because they're mm-hmm. in near proximity i don't remember that happening in final fantasy tactics um but main most of the fighting mechanics actually do feel like final fantasy tactics like it's just pure aesthetic like it just looks like it mm-hmm. like alone Definitely. um but you're working more within a like a clear tile-based system instead of the arrows that, like, Fire Emblem will draw, even though, like, mechanically they work exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Fire Emblem, you also have, um, like, crits when you're attacking their back, right? Like, that's definitely a part of that. That's something that's fundamental in all of these games. Yeah. So, like, overall, like, I've I've always found, like, Fire Emblem to be not that far off. It's just, like, the visual piece. And then uh, all the Final Fantasy games had a job system, which this doesn't have. Sure. Um, the thing that, from a battle mechanic, seems different about this is it has uh, a lot of times in like I don't know Fire Emblem or or Final Fantasy, um, you have a unit and he they're good at doing this thing, right? And you can do that thing every turn. Um, this game has almost like a like an energy system. Like it'll have yeah. like this is the same three like, pips. Octopath had this very same yeah. thing where if you take a passive turn instead of attacking, then you yeah. build up this like little dial i forget what they called in that game ap maybe and then you yeah. can do stronger attacks or if you do attack then you get like two attacks at once and this has a very similar thing where you can't just use an ability every turn and it's not necessarily a two-turn cooldown uh it's you just kind of have this this point that you get at the start of every turn and if you save it you can do better things later okay mm-hmm I may not have understood that because that was something I was actually like concerned about when I got farther in. I was like, is this going to be a situation where like, all right, my healer healed last turn and that took two points and he only has three Mm -hmm. total. So I'm going to be sitting on one point and requiring two for this turn. So my healer just has to sit there. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, you get one point every turn. So for the healer, you're the healer. You get at the start of the game is called Gila and you get other characters that have heals, but she has, well, at least she starts with one heal. Uh, and it it's just it uses one point, so every turn you can use it, no matter what. Later, okay, she, okay. later she'll unlock a, a a bigger heal. You can heal multiple people at once, but it takes two uh. points, so you can't necessarily use it every turn. But there is also, and I'm really excited to talk about some of the character specialization. Specialization, but there is one character whose sole purpose is to give other characters uh, points to give them. Oh, that's and neat. I wish I knew the name of that thing off the top. There's so many words in this game; it's hard for me to remember. But, yeah, there's a character who, you'll put them on, if, say there's a level where you just need to constantly get heals out or just a mage to constantly spam spells, put that guy mm-hmm. on your team because he'll be able to just sit back and he'll just Keep give people points up. every single turn. So there is specializations in that. But, yeah, with most, like, characters that isn't, huh, I don't know. I get, Actually, with, with some mages, they do have, like, stronger spells, but, and they own, like, they can't do anything that, doesn't cost two. Like, they could do a basic attack with their staff, but it's not really worth the using, putting them in risk. Yeah. So there is times where you're sitting sitting back and just chilling. But here's another system, and there's a lot to break down here, but one thing I really like about this game that I thought was cool is if you, if you don't take an action, and there's two things. So you can move on a turn and then do an action, so usually an mm-hmm. attack or something. If you don't do either of those things, then your character will move up in the turn order. So very much like yeah. Octopath Traveler, there's a dynamic turn order where it's start... It, defaults by speed so whoever has like a high speed stat like so the assassin character anna that you start with she pretty much goes first every single battle mm-hmm. and then yeah the, the higher your speed stat is the more often you'll get to go and yeah. it's not necessarily like it's everyone's going to have a turn where the next person goes you might lap someone so you might get two actions uh, or two turns before someone else gets a turn yep uh so there is that dynamic too so if you like let's say you are having a healer and they don't have any points to 
uh, use their heal. If you don't move and don't attack or anything, then you'll actually go Latest. sooner. So it kind of, in a way, balances out. And it's cool, too, because if you just move but don't use an action, you also move ahead in the turn order. And if you mm -hmm. just use an action but don't move, you move slightly ahead, too. So you can kind of go back and forth. And that also really helps with the pacing, too. Or if you, you don't have a bunch of nothing moves, or if you do, you just hit plus and turn, boom, you move on to the next character, and then you actually get a bonus for not shifting them around and it's kind of a risk reward too it's like i yeah. could move to a slightly better position tactically but i'd rather have my my turn a little bit sooner because that might make the difference so i'm just going to take this bad position maybe i'll get hit for it but then i can go a little bit sooner and counterattack. so that's that's really cool i think that stuff that is cool they kind of did an octopath they transferred it over to a turn-based tactics game and it works wonders so that's really impressive yeah, that that like um, it just it, it's been in so many games, but that turn order system when they really like use it mm -hmm. seriously as a part of the mechanic and not just like here's your way of keeping track. Like I feel like Final Fantasy X, um, outside of using like haste moves, like you weren't really seeing your turn order move okay. all that much. It was kind of just a nice way to keep up with. Oh my god, the boss is gonna hit next turn. I need to make mm -hmm. sure everybody's guarding or whatever. But then there's games like Trails in the Sky, which is like deep cut, once again, PSP games. I don't know what the hell I'm on today. Um, <laughs> I just, I love the PSP. Um, I'm the same. I'm always thinking about the Game Boy Advance. Like just, there's uh, a constant See, one like, makes more sense than the head. other still. <laughs> the Game Boy Advance, like arguably a better console. Way more games on that <laughs> than the PSP. Anyway. Yeah. Trails in the Sky, a fantastic <laughs> video game series, um, has a phenomenal turn order system that is like key to some of the fights like you try and set up as many moments as you possibly can where you make it so the enemy literally can't move it's a beautiful thing you feel like you're breaking the game in such an awesome. amazing way so i i hope that's an experience you start to feel in the later game where like you actually get to manipulate there, the battles and the turns yeah. to your advantage just by your own strategizing yeah, there is abilities that certain characters get that either move your character. You could, like, for example, one character has an ability that makes whatever friendly unit you choose have their turn right after you. So they could mm. use an attack, and if you're that next character, you could make them right after you, and just like boom, they could use they could have two turns right there. Uh, or there's uh, debuffs you can put on the opponent, so you can move someone back in the turn order as well. So you can mess around with that too. And I think the visuals of it are great. Like there's just a big bar along the bottom that shows, I think around 10 people at a time. And you can quickly see if you hover over someone to it highlights where they are in the turn order. So you can, you can like really strategize around that. Like, I think they really nailed that's that cool. part of it. And that's cool. Cause like as a guy who's played a million fire emblem games and honestly, I'm, I'm like, I love three houses, but I love it for its story and its characters. The tactics didn't really do it for me. Like I just, it just didn't do anything new or did like a couple slightly things differently than the past one but i've just played so many of that I, i'm honestly like just getting a bit bored of that system so it's so great to have just a fresh feeling game and yeah i can't compare it to final fantasy tactics because i haven't played that um so i i mean it's on my list on my backlog i want to go back to it but it's just uh i can't They're just boot games. it up on my uh <laughs> i don't know switch easily if I, if i could if i could buy it there i would but it's a little bit harder to find right now. So I'm sure, I'm sure a nice laptop would do just fine. Yeah, wink, I, wink. I'm not a big emulator guy, but I, <laughs> and I, I, I could not figure these it days. out. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah, it, it seems like I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that it does kind of take a different, or at least of an, enough of a different approach mm -hmm. to keep you engaged, because I think that was the big thing that I was worried about in those first few hours. I was like, all right, I don't know if this story will be engaging for me. And it seems like there's a lot of that. So yeah. I hope. So I was really excited about my next gameplay point because I was like, man, 
I can get down with even the simplest of these types of games. But if it actually has like some weight behind it and the 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 gameplay of the tactics portion actually does something different enough that you actually find that part super fun and like maybe you do go and do the auxiliary battles just mm-hmm. to like have fun and build and like grind your party, right? Like Yeah. Then I'm much more excited to continue than I was, even though I'm going on a trip this weekend, so I was gonna have plenty of switch time devoted yeah, to it you, anyway. I, when you're done the demo and you see mm-hmm. this kind of scale of conviction decision you have to make, like it's a simple decision, and I already told you what it's going to be, so you already know what to expect a little bit. Yeah. But if you I go to the think that's place. if you think that's interesting, then just get ready because like those decisions get harder and harder in a really good way that you know most games just have like an easy out, like oh, those is the good guy thing. Yeah. I'm going to choose this, and I can I can be happy with this, but. Man, there is no right or wrong to these things, and then they're captivating. But let's stick on uh, the tactics. Solid gray areas. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, make it's me sweat. So good. Let's. <laughs> but let's stick on the tactics part for a bit, just to go through one thing at a time. Uh, verticality p- plays a big part in this, and yeah, like you said, it's very obvious. Like it's much more. It's not necessarily realistic battlefields. Like there's just you know a s- very square piece of grass that's sticking up. You know, it's it's very <laughs> obvious where the height differences are, which is good for tactics. Maybe not so much for believability. But I think that as well, like, these are kind of little dioramas of, of battle zones. Like, they're not these massive sprawling Fire Emblem maps that have a logical, you know, hills and stuff like that. It's much more arcade they're, or video game contained. That That is yeah. something that is very Final Fantasy Tactics in a way yeah. that Fire Emblem is not. So Fire Emblem will give you these big maps, and you feel like you were chasing towards somebody. Like, mm-hmm. you spawn on one corner, they spawn on and you'll 100 get some... tiles in the opposite corner, right? That's one of Whereas my biggest this criticisms like... of Fire Emblem, man, is, like, those first, the first few turns and the last few turns of a Fire Emblem map are awful. And you just spend all this time going, you're moving 10 characters at a time, it doesn't really matter exactly where they go, it's just kind of wasting yeah. time. And that's why you I just like feel that, like you're moving pawns on a that's chest. That's why I like that like, Into the Breach is literally like, here's the middle five turns of a Fire Emblem game, and it's only those, which are the most yeah. captivating turns. So, yep. so anyway, but yeah, this game as well, since the maps are so small, you don't really get that. And then once again, since you can very quickly skip through characters, it, it doesn't really have that slog of being the janitor at the end of a level or this kind of boring <laughs> slog of setting up your characters at the start of a level. So uh, that's really good. And, and the verticality is something that's like in Fire Emblem. It's in other tactics games. Or I think it's used well here. And, uh, you know, also you yeah, have, like, if you're an archer or something and you have a special ability that's a straight shot and there's a, a wall in your way or one of your teammates, then you can't, you can't shoot through them. But maybe you have the lob shot and that can go over. So different are things there, like that too. Are there units that have like um, specific bonuses at different levels, like uh, like Final Fantasy? And, and I think actually one of the first characters, like you hit two units away, like you get the spear guy or the yeah, the, like, like archers. Man. Archers deal have a greater damage and I think accuracy as well if they're at a high ground at a higher yeah. level. Like that's that's the kind of stuff that was super key in mm. tactics games There's, as well. Is the there was like. I'm the only person who knows this game exists. Never mind. It was I was literally thinking of a board game. It, it is Scrabble, but you stack words up also. Oh, that's cool. What's it called? I want to look this. I up. don't even remember. Okay. I just remember playing it as a kid. Um, and now, cool. yeah, I don't even know why I brought it up. But the maps look <laughs> just like that because you end up with like words that you stacked a letter on three different times to make a different word to mm-hmm. like cure. And I should have picked a word that rhymes with more. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, you get the idea. So like they, 
it's this like topographical map and like mm-hmm. yeah it, it, or if you if anybody's played horizon it is exactly that game inside horizon as well right like that is yeah yeah very to much the t so. the exact same machine game strike, yeah. yeah machine strike um so yeah that i really do like having that kind of like topographical portion that mm-hmm. 3d chess part where you're like making sure all your units are properly in the right places whereas i don't there wasn't a lot of that you were more playing just the rock paper scissors bit in like a fire emblem yeah and there's like they really dig into that too like there's a the assassin character will have an ability that lets her like vault a high wall so normally like yeah if, oh, it, cool. if something's enough uh vertical difference in where you are now then you can't just walk up there but she has that ability of course there's you start with like this archer who's on like a hawk or something so she can obviously fly up there but then there's also what i love is some of these specialized character classes where there's a guy who literally just builds ladders so you just walk around you build ladders up walls (laughs) and then he also has these spring traps so if an enemy steps on it it flings them like five slots over so if you put that up on a hill then you can fling them off a mountain they'll take bonus damage oh they take fall damage that's like what this character does he just builds ladders he like flings people off cliffs (laughs) Not super. He doesn't really. Spe- he doesn't do much damage if he hits someone with his little stupid hammer. But I just love that. Like that's such a cool idea to have this specialized class. And I, and I don't use him on every map. If it's a flat level, I'm not going to use this guy. He's not really He's worth useless. it. But on this level, I just was doing where you start at the bottom of a canyon and there's enemies all around you on the top of this canyon. Super hard level. It took me like three tries. But his I, the strategy ended up being okay. I'm going to fly over to this cliff, build a ladder real quick, get my team like my main squad up there, clear out the guys on that cliff, and then I'll just you know use this cliff as my advantage and like that's really cool i've not experienced that before in a tactics game so yeah me neither honestly super innovative for me like that that almost sounds like a unit into the breach a little bit like stuff that's talking about actually like changing moving Mm -hmm. somebody from different tiles or like changing the tiles around you um and just yeah what a weird class like if they like i i would love to have just like i don't know bob the builder on my team to just like throw up ladders left and right that sounds sick well it's cool too because that guy he's just chilling in your camp and he's the smith so he's just like there for a few chapters and then eventually there's some story reason why he wants to join the fight but it's cool it's yeah. like this guy's just the smith he's just building weapons and whatnot or upgrading your weapons but then eventually you know he joins the party and and it makes sense that that's what he's doing he wouldn't be some master warhammer fighter guy like he's just a smith so he just goes around building stuff and and it's like it's like yeah. Team Fortress. I love that in Team Fortress, there's just an engineer <laughs> class who never interacts with the opponents. No, he just, just sits banging in a corner, on turrets, building stuff like that. <laughs> that adds a lot to it. Uh, the other another thing that's I've seen before. It's in Tactics Arena. I'm, I'm sure this is in Final Fantasy Tactics. Is the directional facing. So after your turn is done, you choose mm-hmm. which way you want to face your character, yep. and obviously you block more damage from the front. You take more damage, or people get easier crits on your back. And then your sides as well are, are more vulnerable. I don't know if there's going to be a class that maybe like their sides are more reinforced than their front or back is. I don't know, but that's seemed like I know there's one kind of tank character, and you get an ability that makes him like stronger from the back as well, so you can't just get like easily crit. Um, so I don't know how much they're going to play with that, but at least from a tactical perspective, it's interesting because you can specifically. Like, obviously, you want to face your opponent, usually, so that they deal less damage. But you can intentionally, like, turn to the side so that the opponent will be incentivized to go around to your... Around you. you. And then you can, like, kind of catch them in a trap or something like that. Or there is characters that just throw down traps on the ground. So if you put that on someone's back and then you turn, like, you face the other way, then they're going to just... Obviously, they're going to go for that because it's most damage and they're going to get hit by this hidden trap. So I really like that as well. And I thought it would be something that slows the game down a lot. Like, most of the time, you're not really going to be doing it tactically and that is true but it at least 
is very quick and it doesn't feel to me like it's really slowing down the game much so that's a that's a positive thing oh yeah i was i was playing ending turns back to back I would have two characters right next to each other, yeah. and I would put them butt to butt. I so love that. They couldn't get neither of them could get backstabbed. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, there's also, I mean, as I just kind of mentioned, but positioning is super important in these games. It's crucial, and I mm. love that. I feel like, I mean, just in general, this game is hard, man. Like there is some levels that are a real challenge, and like uh, on the third turn, I'll be like, shit, I totally did this wrong. Um, but another great thing this game does is if you lose a battle, whatever experience you gained, you can keep that and retry the battle. So you can you can like level up your characters oh my gosh. without feeling like you wasted your time. Or if let's say you have a lot of pride and you want to say I I can do this, you just load your save and then you can try it again. Yeah. But I personally love that. Okay, I can get some bonus XP out of doing this again. This ability I unlocked halfway through the battle, I can use from the start now. That's great, and that is just something that helps alleviate the need to grind because there is those auxiliary battles i haven't felt like i needed to do many of those yet because of that system if i fail to level a couple times and i'm getting leveled up it doesn't make it game breakingly easy but at least it gives me a couple levels and i'm feeling that sense of progression and i don't feel like i wasted 40 minutes doing this level so that is like a plus amazing love that fire emblem every game copy that because it's great (laughs) a part of my a part of me loves the nature of save scumming in games like this but i only think i'd appreciate it if it saved turn by turn right like at that point i just want to restart the whole thing over anyway if i know i fucked up that far back Mm -hmm. so it's really nice for them to not make you suffer through that again and just like respect your time um like fire emblem i get it because they're like the death of a party member is like so impactful to that game but even they have been starting to walk it back you know what i mean they've been adding a lot of so many rewinds i which i love because i don't want to spend yeah that's actually why i dipped out of like the two 3ds uh not awakening but the other two 3ds fire Mm. emblem games is because i was on some level and i spent two hours and lost or lost one character who i really liked and then I'm yeah. like, okay, I got to restart this level. Like and this. then I just never did. And that that's a you know, fault Donald? for the player as well. What's that? Donald from Awakening? Oh, well, Awakening helmet? I did play all the way through. And I, okay. I think Donald's the guy with the bucket on his head, right? Yeah, I, I'm specifically just <laughs> pulling that guy out of my ass because I know I would reset till the wheels came off if yeah. my boy with the pot on his head died. Especially because he gets super strong at the end he of the does. game. He does, yeah. He's one of those recruit classes. But yeah, I, I think it's a great innovation to the game. And also, there's no permadeath in this game. So your mm. characters can die, which I like. Because it just, yeah, once again, doesn't make me feel like I need to restart. This game doesn't have a re- rewind. So that's also a nice thing is like, well, no permadeath. And, you know, weirdly with Fire Emblem, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of a purist. Like, I've been playing since the Game Boy Advance. And so I feel like, oh, I can't play with the casual mode. I have to play with permadeath on. But then I always yeah. reset anyway if a character dies. So it's like I'm not really getting the emotional impact of a character dying and I'm like only wasting unless there's my like time. a fringe case where <laughs> i really hate a character but then yeah. once again then i'm not having the emotional attachment to them because i don't care if they die so it's kind of like it's a flaw with me as a player but also a flaw yeah. with the game in a way and this just they subverts that but then there is certain levels where you know there's a prince character on your party and the opponents are specifically trying to hunt him down and take him out so in that level you have to defend him if he dies it's mm-hmm. a game over and that's good it makes yeah, sense from a story fine. perspective yeah. so like yeah. objective based failures make sense in games like this mm-hmm. every once in a while. It can't just be a like a, a every single fight is a wipe the entire party out or yeah. your entire party gets wiped out. Like that's the only way that they can keep this shit interesting is if they do some objectives mm-hmm. along the way. Um I guess that's probably my last like major question about this is if is do you find that there is 
um, enough variation or variety between the things that you are doing? Or is it, or is the variety coming from the fact that you're doing like those five different things that you said? Uh, I, I feel like the variety is good. I, I think that balance they, they strike between those five separate phases yeah. is much better once you, yeah, once you're a little bit further in and, but I'm also like, I'm, I am liking the story. So, which is That's good, good because I feel like so far, honestly, like those villains that you said uh, that you're talking about is like, these are just the generic bad guys. And I like, they haven't really gone too far beyond that. It's some interesting things that they're doing at points, but I'm still not feeling totally captivated by them. But I'm still interested in the overall story of like, okay, we're in a really bad spot as a as a noble house here. How are we going to get out of it? And I I like the yeah. story beats like day by day of kind of the things we're nice. doing. But yeah, the over overarching story still is kind of encroaching on on just generic in a way. Generic. So, but it's but I don't know. I I say that, but I'm also enjoying it. So I think maybe I feel like I'm just in a. I feel like I'm going to be in the minority on that take. But we'll see okay. also how how it evolves as the game goes on, and and obviously your story decisions are going to impact things, and there is things there. Those decisions are great, but yeah, some of like just the stuff that's going to happen no matter what your choices are. I think some of that stuff, I don't know, so far well, isn't totally captivating. If it's anything like all of the other fantasy-based tactics things, you're you said 15 hours in, you are in the. F- first act yeah still as far as that works right so like yeah. this thing could go places uh the only reason i asked that was because i feel like that's been the struggle of games like this pretty consistently over like since their inceptions like tactics ogre and shit like that mm-hmm. like it it's either well primarily it's just been like fight 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 mm-hmm. fight fight over and over again and it gets pretty exhausting after a while and this sounds like it's trying to break it up and i think that was the reason that Fire Emblem ended up going that route, too, is because I'd say those original ones are exactly that. Even though the fights are great, it maybe gets a little to be a little too much. Oh, yeah. At certain Fire parts. Emblem Sacred Stones, one of my top five favorite games of all time. It's brutal, I've though. I skipped every story beat ever. I've, I've played the game <laughs> like five times. I do not know what's going on because it is so uninteresting. <laughs> I like the individual characters or some of the conversations yeah. they're having, but that overarching war kingdom versus kingdom story. I don't care. I don't care about that. Right. It does not catch Well, me. like, that's the that's the piece, though, like, where I maybe fall off of these games pretty often is, like, I will just get a hundred or so battles in and be like, I have had my fill. I have done mm-hmm. enough of these battles, and the story is not engaging enough for me yeah. to want to see the end. I have done enough of this puzzle game that I like playing. Yeah. Kind of is yeah. how I look end up looking at it. Whereas, like, I'm happy to hear that there is a large story. I don't think I was happy to see how heavy-handed it was in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe give me a few tutorial battles back-to-back before you sit me down for yeah. an hour and a half to watch a movie. But, if this story ends up becoming engaging in any capacity, it's a nice breather from spending all of your time doing the battles as mm-hmm. well. So, um, if they can if they can strike that balance nicely as the game proceeds, I actually think that's going to be an amazing thing for, for me personally. Like, sure. I, I need the break. I can't do back-to-back battles um, without just getting, like, a little fatigued. Yeah. Yeah, so. and I, I... So I can only comment on that to some extent since I'm only as far as I am in, but I will report back and, and let you know how that goes. But I just wanted to talk a little bit more about those those decisions you're making. So that I mentioned that oh, first yeah. one is where you're choosing which kingdom to go to first. And I'm really curious, just based on what happens in the story, like, directly after that, 
I am so curious to replay the game and see what happens if you go the other way because I feel like that. Well, where did you, which way did you go? Which way did you go? I went to the mountains. I went up. Damn it! I want to go to the mountains. Okay, I feel like most people are like <laughs> the desert looks really cool. It's exotic. It's this place of of mages yeah. and this holy place. And uh, and I mean, it looks it looks maybe more captivating. But I was like, story wise for me, you know, you're the character. You're you're rather than Octopath, where you can choose any of these eight characters, and they're all just kind of this ragtag crew. In this game, you're kind of playing from the perspective of Sarah Noah, who's the kind of the inheritor of this noble house. Your MC. And then you kind of have this squad of main characters, and then you get other side characters in there, obviously. But you're being set up uh, an arranged marriage with this character from the, the Mountain Kingdom. So I'm like, well, of course I want to go up there. I want to see what her place is like and vibe with her family a little bit. So to me, that made, like, from story perspective, I'm like, well, I have to go there. But, yeah, just from what happens after that, like, I really am curious what happens if you choose to go the other way and how the main events unfold. And... The next one, I, I don't want to spoil these specifics, but the next, another decision you have, I'll say, is someone in your party, you can choose to sacrifice them, and obviously sacrificing them would be to benefit your team and your kingdom, or you can try and protect them, and you might be going down a more precarious path. And man, that decision, because it's like, this is someone in your party, you've maybe not just spent points to invest, like upgrading them, but also you like the character. That character is like best friends with Sarah Noah, so obviously it's like, oh, I can't, how can I do that to my best friend? Like, that's just, that would hurt. And that, yeah, man. Needs a one over needs of many. Yeah, exactly. That decision. I'm going selfish mode every time. <laughs> that decision Protect the is homie. hard, man. That decision is super hard. <laughs> and once again, like, I really am curious what happens if you go the other way. So I, now, I, f- I forgot to do this with the first, that first big decision, but every other one since, I've made a separate save. So I don't know uh, if I, I don't know if I'll replay the whole, well, I'll have to see it when I'm at the end or if I do how far I get before I jump off, if it is 100 hours long or something. Maybe I just go back and see what some of the immediate repercussions would be instead of replaying the whole game. But, yeah, let's without spoiling what they are, all those decisions have been really tough for me to decide. And one of them that I thought was super interesting is generally there's like seven people in your party that are going to be making these decisions. And usually at the start of each sequence, it's like three of them are on one side, three on the other, and one person's like completely undecided. And then you go around, you get some info from the townspeople, which I think is cool. You talk to like you're just the citizens of your kingdom and you find out what their take is and maybe they'll give you some bonus information. You can take that to these people and try and convince them one way or the other. And there was, I was kind of feeling once again in the gray area, but I was like, okay, I'm going to choose this. I don't love the decision, but it's a great decision because I'm just not like, Oh, they're both so hard decisions to make. And so there's the three people who were already convinced. I'm like, okay, I don't need to convince them. The other four people, I was like, Hey, here's my case. We should do this thing because of reason X, Y, and Z. And after all that, when the anonymous, anonymous votes came through, they all ended up going the opposite way of me. So what I wanted as a player and as a as the Lord kind of ruling this thing, they all ended up choosing the other way. And from a story perspective, I wasn't mad like, shit, that's not what I wanted to do. It's like, my team chose this with all the information at hand, and I'm going to go down this pathway now. And once again, now I'm super curious. Okay, well, if I get that dialogue right and I go the direction I intended to go, I really want to see what happens. And that's to me was really cool that I only had yeah. so much power in this situation and you know their standpoint is based off of the decisions you're making in the game it's hard for me to say to what degree but oftentimes you're making a decision or saying something and it's like your convictions have been strengthened you know like you've made some decision that mm-hmm. affects how your people think about you and who you are as a character so obviously many decisions I made led them to that point where they were kind of against me in this one decision but anyway I thought that was super cool and I just 
I love these decisions. They're very captivating, and it, yeah, man, they're not they're not easy to make, and that's what makes them so good. That li- that like particular uh, instance leaves me wondering how often the game is giving you the guise of choice, and that your party well, is like like I we're said, still going can, this way though. Like I said, you can go on this map and see where it breaks off. Oh, and, and you can see the branch points. That's cool. And all, that's, the, all that's those just points like, do um, have a branch, so it's I okay. I'm fairly confident that you can take them either way. And and honestly, I'm super curious how long this game is. I haven't looked up how long to beat, and I haven't heard anyone who's beaten it yet how long it took for them. Because, yeah, from from my experience with Octopath, it was like I put 40 hours into it. I heard it was 80 hours long. I think I was out before I knew how long it was. But when it comes to triangle strategy, like it seems like I wonder if this is a more tight-knit game where it's not as long, but then it's you know each of these decisions is really fleshed out. Or if it is still like 80 to 100 hours and you still have all these decisions. Like, that's an insane amount of content going on there, depending on how much these decisions change things. But from my perspective, they seem like they change a fuck ton. And the map isn't yeah. that big. Like, I feel like I've kind of already been to all the major destinations. Obviously, I haven't seen all the battlefields, the individual battlefields. But I feel like I've seen all the major places. So I wonder if it's just this kind of more contained experience. So I don't know. I know that's kind of a nebulous thought, but that's kind of where I'm. One thing I'm wondering for um, myself personally. I do love the fact that they are letting you know where the division points are. That is very visual novel. That is a, a thing that I have enjoyed in most of the visual novels I've played. The like um, ones that do give you the opportunity for lots of different choice. They will give you this branching tree and you can actually like go straight to those points. So you can kind of choose whatever the up opposite thing is mm-hmm. and it'll like run you down that path. That's cool. Um, does it... Do you, I, you might have answered this. Does it make it so that I can just... You can only... You save at those. You've saved manually at those points. It doesn't give you an option to just, like, yeah. click on that part of the thread and go back to that point or anything like that. I don't think so. Maybe when you're done the game or something, but for right now, right. I'm just, like, before I start convincing people of one or the other, I just make a save right there after I've gained all the information yeah. I could, or at least the information I could find. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I've been doing well, so far, and, and yeah, I guess I'd recommend doing the same. You might as well. If it's not there, that's a killer way to do a new game plus. Like a really. Oh, sorry. I yeah, think you glitched out for a second. What, what did you uh, ask? Yeah, same. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Um, yeah, uh, I was I was saying. Um, hopefully that's like a good way to do it. Like mm-hmm. a new game plus is like just give you that tree back and say, hey, use your current units, and you can go back to any point in the game. Yeah. Um. No, that's cool. That's a, that's a really like a uh, pretty distinct feature from other styles of game that I'm not used to yeah. seeing in, in something like this. So that's a cool way to do that. Yeah, for sure. and and I mean I can only speak to it to, to a certain degree. Like maybe the game is very linear and it is like the Fallout thing where it's like you are saying you know yes or no, but like I one of what you say it like ends up being the same thing anyway. Like maybe that is the case based on the branch. It seems like some choices maybe flow back into each other and then other ones do yeah. you know spread out into this massive tree. So. I with one playthrough under my belt, I can't can't really comment on that. Let's let's take a quick ad break. We'll come back. I have some more things to say about this game, uh, but yeah, let's it's, it's fifty minutes in, so let's let's do a little uh, quick ad break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, and we are back. We were just talking about the story. Uh, okay, here's another thing, and I'll say this without talking about the specifics, but you have those decisions... Here's another thing that I thought was interesting. In one of the levels, you're kind of set up to defend this area, and they're setting it up as it's going to be really hard. And this level is really hard. It took me like three tries. But one of the things you can do to make it easier is like this town has set up this very barbaric defense system where essentially they have rigged the houses to just spill out oil and light on fire. And this is like a last-ditch effort. Like, we're going to get Classy. fucked up here. We have to do this. And so the first time I did the level, I'm like, okay, I don't want to destroy any of these houses. Like, I... I want to keep these people's homes intact, uh, so I'm not going to do that. And it was, it, like, it felt impossible. It felt like there's no way I can do this unless I grinded a bunch or, you know, maybe if I was way better at the tactics or I had the right team. Sure, it could have been possible, but it felt like it was going to be really hard. And so I ended up doing the level again, and I, I tried to preserve some of the houses. Uh, so I think there's, like, three separate things you can burn down, and I ended up burning down two of them. And that really helped, and I was able to beat the level uh, and like that's a great decision too because you've spent a lot of time in that town. You've been in those houses before. You've talked okay. to people. Okay, you actually later. have attachment to these people. It's yeah. not like oh, let me protect the town. Oops, they're all dead. Yeah. Moving on with the story. Nothing exactly happened. There's yeah. And then later you go back to that town and you can talk to the woman. She's like, man, my this really sucks that my house got burned down. Like I and sure. this one lady too is like, oh, if I knew my house was gonna get burned down, I would have taken all my family mementos. I would have brought them with me. And I'm like. 
first of all, I think I did, like, I thought we knew this was a plan that, like, maybe your house would get burned down, but, like, you didn't <laughs> got hit me with the mementos line. Now I feel so bad about this. So, yeah. once again, like, that wasn't one of it's those. It's your fault my house burned down <laughs> yeah. now, also. That wasn't one of those decisions that was between my team. Like, that was just individually, I had to make that call on a call on a situation situation by situation basis and like that that hurts i feel that and i think they did a good job mm. of making those consequences uh feel meaningful and impactful so once again There's like some... there is little things like that within the game as well and really that's the only like major one i've seen like in terms of the actual gameplay so far but i'm sure there's going to be some more of that and and i i hope so at least because i thought that was uh, another good moment well, it sounds like the story and the kind of the way they're delivering the story actually ends up being a pretty important piece then. You actually have stakes mm-hmm. to some of your fights, despite the fact that like your characters aren't dying necessarily or something like that. You yeah. actually have characters that are still being affected in the world. Definitely. That's huge. Like I, like I said, like in these other games, it just is a, a nonsensical moment. You just wander into a town. Town happens to be on fire. You kill the goblins <laughs> or the, 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 like, uh, the opposing force. And that's that. You don't think about the people that were in the burning mm-hmm. building or had evacuated or anything. Yeah. None of that matters. It's just a means to an end. So yeah. that's cool. Like, there's world building and, mm-hmm. like, they're establishing people and, like, your best friend has to live <laughs> because yeah. – or whatever. has Not go to prison or whatever the hell is going to happen yeah. to him. Um, because, yeah, you have to choose him over a town and I'm going to choose – I'm going to choose the homie. Yeah, I mean, Every but, time. you know, you might get convinced the other way because of what your people are saying. No. But it's – no, nope. it's it's That's ride or die. Um, it's the blonde guy on the horse. I know it, and I won't lose him. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> you got to keep him alive. Um, now, one Ugh, one forever. one kind of so that was a pro. Here's a con with that is so you based on your decisions as well. It seems like you're going to get different companions, and that was something in the marketing as well. Like whatever you choose, like you're going to get different people. Like let's say you, I don't know if you choose. Like, let's say you're very by the book and you're just a numbers guy and you're not really thinking about the mm. emotions of people. Like, maybe someone will not want to join your party because they're like, well, fuck that guy. Like, I don't want to be part of his his team and, and stuff like that. So, you know, f- for example, in the fir- when you make that decision, you go up to the mountains. There's a character there who's been a crucial part of my team, and he's, like, involved with some some kind of banditry going on there, and you can mm, you can get him to your team. Eggs. But, I'm yeah, that's one thing where it's like, if you go the other way, do they shoehorn some reason why that guy like exists in this other place instead? Or I'm guessing, mm. based on what I've seen, is that you just like would not have access to that character, or maybe you can get them later on. But man, like that guy has been just an anchor of my team, and I've had him on pretty yeah, much every I, level. So that's really cool if you get different companions. But one problem is these side characters. So you have yeah, Sarah Noah, and then you're kind of seven main people, um, and maybe other people join that main squad and make those decisions with you. But so far, the side characters seems like yeah there is a lot of them but because of that they aren't really doing much with them and it's kind of a bummer for me i was hoping that these other characters you recruit would be involved in these decisions or like for example like you go to this one area and in this one character's backstory it's that same zone and that's where he's introduced as he's did like this battle here like 30 years ago and like he doesn't have any he doesn't come into the scene and have any dialogue or hey like oh i was in this fight and here's the side that ended up winning is because they were up here whatever so these side characters, because they're all optional, it seems like they didn't really involve them in the main story in in any way, and that's a real yeah, that w- that's a real bummer for me. Uh, there is some that like you know once I get like I said the blacksmith, he becomes a party member, so it's like he's involved enough because he's in the encampment. You can also the par- the barkeeper in your encampment, she can join your tribe or, or your team, and then like other shopkeepers, they can become party members that fight with you. So they kind of have some story. But there's other characters that seem like yeah they get their introduction. 
and that's it. So I don't know if there's going to be like side, like each character gets their own side quest that you can do later on. But so far, that's something that's a, a real disappointment for me because these characters aren't getting the time yeah. to shine. And some of them I really like based off their introduction, but then there's just no other meat on the bone there. So that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, that's something that I'm like actually surprised that happened considering some of the complaints about Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Despite the fact that who knows who made this video game still. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they can't really take the like positive or negative. Uh, At least some like... people made Octopath. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like, yeah, because I feel like that was my big problem with Octopath. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters in that game. Like yeah. I, there was a there was a larger story that was happening that became more interesting than any of these people independently. They've got good hooks, and that's been but a then problem. yeah, they don't dig yeah. into them in a way that is captivating. Yeah. That's why I think, I mean, along with some other like level balancing issues I had with that game, is why I ended up dipping. But that's totally true, and that was one criticism for sure. Was just like, where's the travel banter? That's this game, like mm. Octopath Traveler, is just a tra- like that's it's a half the title. It's a travel game. You're cruising around. You're doing this big expedition together. But then there's just not a whole lot of scenes where the characters are communicating with, with each other. And once again, it's hard because you could start with... I started with Tressa, who's in the Anybody, bottom right, right corner of the map. Yeah. And then I, I, when my roommate played the game, he started with his other character who is on the whole other mm. side of the map. So obviously it's it's hard to write all that in there. But if you're going to open up that bottle, you got to kind of go through with it. And it seems like oh, once yeah, again, you're not really doing that here. So I, I don't know if that changes, if you can like promote people to the council on your team or, or whatnot. But... Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's such a it's a thing that has been done so many times in JRPGs that you would figure that by now they would have been like we can't do that again mm. because people don't like it. Like this is some of the best RPGs of all time still have these these issues that are attempting to do this. So like your Suikoden's of the world or your or your uh, your Chron- the Chrono Crosses, yeah. right? Like Chrono Cross is notorious for having a bunch of side characters. Like we have only f- over forty characters that can go in your party, and all of them are dog shit. <laughs> They're just random dude number, like, letter A. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, I'm hoping that one of these days, like, yeah, make some sort of, like, varied characters that I can get. Like, are there, there, there's probably quite a few you can get in this game, Mm -hmm. depending on, like, what routes you go. Hopefully it does switch up that, like, you end up with a different character, like, maybe that, that guy who is, like, fundamental to your team. If I went another route, I got somebody who else, like, somebody else who's, completely changed the way that mm-hmm. I engage in battles and also I think is like fundamental to my team, right? Yeah. But I want to care about them outside of them being the tanky guy or the guy that does the most damage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like let me give a shit about them. Uh, like otherwise, if you if you're not going to let me do that, let me customize the character. One or the other. Yeah. Like if you're going to give me random guy, random generated guy number A or number A, number 1, <laughs> um let me like change his hair color and sure. create my own personal attachment to him. Don't give him like generic backstory and then expect me to give a shit when something bad happens to him down the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's my like. It, it's always a concern going into these games that like, all right, am I going to play this and it be just a virtual way for me to kind of play chess mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense? Or, like, just a nice, fun strategy game that I will literally just treat like a puzzle game? Or do I actually want to invest myself in these characters? And uh, Three Houses was fucking phenomenal at making me giving a ton... Give, like, caring a ton about those characters. And I... I wonder how much that game's story being something I thought was engaging might ruin something like this for me. Mm. Um, and I hope not. I, I want to come in, pe- like, positive, like... 
like I said, the first hour and a half of dialogue was a little rough. But like, if they if they take off from there and they balance it out with enough other stuff to do, I think I'm the end for the long haul. Like mm-hmm. I I genuinely like I said, you could the most bare bones tactics game. I'll still enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I'll still want to play through to the end as long as it's not just like bashing me over yeah. the head with battle after battle. Yeah, I mean they they nail so. it. Like I said, with that kind of the smith who can build ladders and stuff like they nail it in that regard yeah. of making characters have unique classes and so you know depending on the mission i'll swap this guy and swap this guy out and there's really only like three or four characters to me that are like anchors like i gotta have them on every mission but for the most part other than that i'm, I'm switching people out depending on the, the use of them so that's that's cool i like to have that decision making in, in fire emblem i don't usually get that like i maybe swap a couple characters out but like you pretty much got the same yeah. main squad so I like that that's the case here. And there's not, like, some, you usually got to have Serenow on. He's your kind of main guy. But if you do the auxiliary battles and stuff, you can you can take him off. And maybe there's other battles where you can as well. But Do the people in your, do, or, do you have characters in your stock at any point? So say you have seven characters on the field. Do you have an eighth character who's just chilling? What do you mean? Like, not in a battle. He's not in a battle. He's not in a battle. He's just, like, on the bench for the for the fight. Yeah, was, is that a thing in this? So I think I know what you're asking. Like, so right now I think I've. Tw- if you had seven people who could be on a field, yeah. but you have ten people, so you go, had to choose yeah. seven people out of those ten to go into the fight. Mm-hmm. But then you have these three other people who are just sitting on the yeah, side. Yeah, I think I'm up to twenty characters in my party now, and like most okay. levels, you're going to have between eight and ten people that you can have. So there is, yeah, a lot of people sitting on the side. Do they get experience? No, they don't. Or do I have to do in? Do your party members who are in battle get experience, or is it only the people who have killed units? It's only the people who have killed units. Well, okay. Well, not killed. Like if you have a healer and they're healing, they're getting damaged damage. units. Or also damaged units or healed units. Or like you were saying too, how if you if you position someone where you kind of skewer them in, uh, and you're surrounding someone and you get like a follow up attack, both characters will get experience for that. Not just the person okay. who initiated the attack, but yeah. So for the people who are sitting on the bench, so maybe there's someone who has. A very niche skill that you're only going to use like once every four missions. Yeah. They're going to be under leveled. Uh, so, okay. like I that said, was... if you fail battles and you retry, like you're going to keep experience. So that's a good solution to that. But then you also do have the auxiliary battles, which are pretty right. quick. Like the auxiliary battles, from what I can tell, they're really small. So you like you can kind of get a lot of attacks in. And once yeah. again, like you can just throw someone in the in the in the rough there, and if they die, they don't die, right? They just kind of get knocked out for a bit. So you can still get some experience. But yeah, that that could be an issue. I think is what you're getting to is if no it's just personal i have this thing it's happened since like pokemon where like everyone has to be the same level (laughs) right (laughs) like all the time and obviously like your mc who's in every fight is always like way jacked compared to everyone it's hard because the games are balanced around the characters who you know they're supposed to be this level and then it only takes a couple battles before someone's become obsolete unless you grind them out or if they're a very unique character who sits in the back and doesn't have to get one hit by, like, the boss who can go up and smack I get the stressed out. I get stressed out. I'm like, there's going to be some story reason where I have to bring in this guy, and he's level 2, and everybody else is level 40, mm-hmm. and I'm fucked now yeah. forever because I never leveled up Greg. Yeah. I, I mean, so far, at least with, like, the care the the level, I don't know how they choose it or if it's a set thing when you when you get a new side character in your team. I don't know if it's like the average level of your team or something, but every time I've got a new character, they're at the appropriate level. And That's good. so far, they're to the point I'm at, like I said, I am switching characters out. There's only a couple that I've only used, I think, once. And even they are not that far under leveled. Like, they're still usable yeah, if okay. I wanted to put them on. They might kind of get, like, I know I have to be smarter with positioning of them. I can't have them in the front lines. 
but they are more healer characters anyway. You, I have for some reason I'm a ton of healers, so I'm naturally I'm going to bench a couple of them every level. I only need one or two. Uh, but yeah, so right. far, like I said, 16 hours and no one is is obsolete yet. So that is at least something Fully good. And I've only done like two or three auxiliary battles, and that's usually because I get some new character who's a weird class, and I don't really understand how they work, so I just want to try them out. So it's not like I'm going in there to grind experience on anyone in particular either. So I haven't felt yeah. the need to do that. So if you're yeah, wanting to do more battles and, and whatnot, then I think you're naturally your characters would be a higher level than mine. It'll be like my main character will be level 70 and everybody <laughs> else will be level 20. That's just how it <laughs> operates because I'll just rotate the, the lowest character into the highest character slot. Yeah. So the highest character level is on the bench now. The lowest character is in his space, and it's just this constant rotation until everybody's mm-hmm. underleveled. Yeah. Um, I looked up how long the game is. Do you want to know, or do you want to keep it a secret? Um, I don't. I don't want to know right now. No worries. Um, sorry to ask. No, no, it's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I I I was curious, pleasantly surprised. Because I'm I'm super into it right now, and like I have yeah. I. Right now, with my current uh, momentum, like I, I'm gonna keep going with this game for a while yet. Like I, like I said, like I'm, I'm really torn with right now with Elden Ring in this because I, I'm loving both of them so much, and I don't want to put either one of them down. And and this next week, I'm actually gonna go out of town. I'm not gonna have Elden Ring. So once again, just like you with your trip, I'm gonna be uh, going hard on the triangle strategy train. So I'm gonna be playing a lot more of that than I will. This is. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm going to do something like genuinely fun, and part of my brain is like, "But I won't have all day." Yeah. <laughs> it's like a real issue in my life that I'm like somehow started prioritizing this game as part of my life. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Um, uh, we'll get to that. Soon. Sorry, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I just have a few more points here. One, I think the tutorialization in this game is great. They get everything like basic out of the way early. And it makes sense. And, you know, part of it is I've played a ton of the games in this genre, so it's hard for me to think of it as someone who hasn't. But it seems like they have a good amount of pop-ups information. And then they sprinkle things in. Like, that, for example, that tool tip I, I got later on where it said if you don't move a character or don't use an action, you move higher in the turn order. Like, they wait. They let you play the game for a few hours before they introduce yeah. that. Because it, it's not a huge impact. You don't need it immediately. They don't want to overflow with, flow you with stuff. And they do a good job of staggering information in a way that, to me, didn't feel like, oh, my God, you're just leaving out this essential thing. Uh, so it, Or the opposite. Yeah. Where they're just like, you're drinking out of a fire hydrant in the first level, and they're like, oh, yeah. good luck. Yeah. I mean, that's such a, th- especially with tactics or strategy games in general, like, that is something they struggle with usually is putting way too much information up top. But I think, I think this game does a great job of introducing its uh, mechanics at a good rate. Um, in terms of the upgrades and RPG element, like there, like you said, there isn't a job system in this game. But I like this. Like you, there's kind of these badges you can use to upgrade a character to the next thing. But it's not like you're choosing a path like Fire Emblem either. Like they're just linearly going up, or you can individually upgrade their weapons and like individual stats. And obviously, when they level up, they're just getting like plus one strength or something like that. Um, and then there's equipment as but well. But you can, like, specifically dial in every single character that way. Well... Like, you, you'll upgrade all their stats, or their stats no, just upgrade so automatically. each character has the same, like, ten stats, like, HP, strength, magic, like, that stuff. Yeah. But then in there, each character has an individual skill tree, in a way, and so they'll each have, like, a weapon mm. upgrade, uh, which are usually... They're, like, very specific materials that you're not... You're usually going to get one every level so at the end of every level you can upgrade one person's weapon usually it's something okay. like that and so it'll be like this one character like the archer characters need like spider silk so you'll get one spider silk after this level so you can choose which archer you want to upgrade and 
kind of goes around. The magic characters have their own thing, whatever. But then each character has, in the they have like three rows of upgrades they can do on their weapon, or not just their weapon, their stats in general, and it's different depending on the character. So one character might be like, you can choose to upgrade their luck, or maybe like a mage character, you usually get like, I can upgrade their physical defense, and every character has just straight up damage. But So it's kind of tailored to each character. And some of them are interesting. It's like, I don't know why I would need this stat with this character, but it's probably related to some ability they get later on or when they upgrade their yeah. class, like, they become some mad, bad, big badass magic damage character. And so I, I have that option later on, but I'm not going to upgrade it yet. And all of those, like, in that first tier, everything uses the same... Uh, what's the word? Same materials to upgrade it. So you can... Once you have the materials necessary for a certain character, you pretty much just choose, okay, which one of these things do I want? It's simple. It's very easy at a glance to see everything, and it's it's not a slog to look through all of it. Also, at the top of the screen, when you're in the upgrade menu, you can see it's like just shows a little picture of all your character, and it highlights the one that you have the materials enough to upgrade something. So that's oh, cool. really yeah, cool so you as just well. Like at a glance, you can really tell, okay, I, can, I have these materials, and I can upgrade one of these four characters with it. Which one do I want to choose? Um, it's it's simple. It doesn't seem like it's super in depth that you're specking out your characters Diablo style. And each you know you can t- each character's you know one class can turn into a hundred different things. But I like that because you have a bunch of different specialized characters, and once again they have these specialized skill trees. So it works well. There's equipment as well that you can kind of put on different characters. Vi- like I said, visually it's really good. Uh, I mentioned that Smith characters other good unique classes. I've mentioned this stuff. Da, 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 da. Speaking of uh, visuals, th- that was something that I I loved. I because I loved Octopath Traveler as well, but I think there was something coming from this to Octopath Traveler that I didn't notice in Octopath Traveler, and I also did not notice in the Live Alive trailer. Which, like these are technically different companies, I guess. Well, they're all Square Enix. I think they're using right? the, they're same, all the same. Yeah, they're all the engine, same publisher, so. and they're all using the same engine. Did you notice a lot of anti-aliasing on this compared to Octopath Traveler? I feel like Octopath Traveler, when I looked at it, every single sprite looked, like, mad crisp. Mm. Like, literally, like, they were, like, like, pixel-perfect characters and, like, looked like just straight-up up-resed, almost, um, voxel 16-bit art. Whereas this one, I do, I feel like there is just this smoothing feature on everything. It was almost, it was a thing to the point that I actually like went into the menu and tried to see if I could turn the aliasing off, Hmm. Um, which was like never a thing in a Switch game. Yeah. And I messed around with the depth of field because they do allow you to turn that on and off, which is cool because sometimes I like it in games, sometimes I don't. I left it on Mm -hmm. in this one. Um, But I was really hoping that there was a way for me to like, it must just be how they're handling shadows this time around or something. But there is definitely not as crisp of a line. You don't get that, like, pure I-can-count-the-pixels feeling as yeah. much as you do get this kind of, like, nice... It's aliasing. Yeah. <laughs> it's aliasing. I... If people know what aliasing is, it's aliasing. Like, I don't know if I... I was I've... just surprised. I don't know. Like, to me, it looks identical to Octopath, and I also... Ha- I played Octopath al- at launch, so it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, and that like to me, that could be I, I a see what you're thing. talking about for sure, but I haven't noticed it, and it, it's not bothering me at all. I mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't know what else. Like I, everything to me, like the water effects and like just the buildings, the lighting, kind of all looks the same. The characters look the same. So to my to my eye, it looks the same. But I okay. I, I think I can Fair. see what you mean because I think some of the characters don't look super crisp at times. But for me, yeah, in my mind, it's like, oh, this is exactly like Octopath. It so. also, 
the difference too is because like Octopath Traveler, you would go into these fights and it would just be like this sprite pain. Yeah, this pain with like the sprites of the enemies and the sprites of the of the characters, and they were a little bit closer. Mm. So maybe that could be it. Maybe I'm just seeing that in my head when I'm thinking of the battles, and honestly. I'm looking at a picture of Octopath Traveler right now, and I do feel like that might be just a little bit okay. crispier. Yeah, I, I just wonder why. No, it's um, maybe I'm, not. I'm glad. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm looking at some of these <laughs> it's different. Close. It's well, close. the the thing, the way that the reason I, the point that would like make it super obvious to me every time is when I saw it, when there was a text bubble on the screen because the text bubble had no aliasing mm. on it. Oh, okay. So I would like immediately it became right. apparent that there was aliasing on everything else. Um, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't bother I, me. Just something I, I noticed. Think it looks great. I maybe, maybe one thing is that in Octopath, there is a lot of like the enemy designs really fun. I think the the bosses like the bosses are designed really cool from a gameplay perspective, but they also just mm-hmm. fucking nailed it visually. And in this game, the enemies are much more generic. They're pretty much just always fighting soldiers. I haven't fought any monsters or anything yet. So yeah. and it's not really that kind of game. It's not. It, there is magic, mm-hmm. but there isn't. You know, gargoyles and golems fantasy. and all this stuff in there. So it's yeah, yeah. It, it is it's more grounded. grounded as the story makes it seem as well. And uh, so, I mean, that's it's it's hard to criticize the game for not having gargoyles or something. But but I, I that was something that I really liked they? is just looking at these. Obviously, the visuals are great, but then like they just had cool designs in Octopath, and you're not really getting that here. Um, the character art looks great. Once again, these kind of hand-drawn portraits that that look great. They look the same as Octopath. My one criticism visually is the the map is kind of like a war table sort of aesthetic, and I think it doesn't look very good. I I would have I don't even know what I want from it instead. It's cool like sometimes when, I when like you're moving it, along but the I map, that you little see... piece to move around. What's that? You have like a little like Catan piece. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't move. It's just there, and then you go into a battle, and then it's in a different place. Well, I want it to. Sometimes it does. It to sometimes move it does around like shift like a around, piece like they will sliding around. It. Yeah, but okay, it does right. look I just didn't pretty, see it. Move. It just looks super bland, and you do spend a good amount of time like on the map every between battles, you know, clicking on stuff and whatnot. Yeah. So, and I like that they went with a kind of war table sort of aesthetic because that fits. That I like fits that your, visual in most games, yeah, and thematically it makes sense too yeah. because you're kind of planning your next attack. You're keeping an eye on enemy troops and where where they are. But yeah, it just does not compared to the other just art assets in this game. It's it's pretty weak. So that's uh, one thing. Um for the music, so like I said it's a different composer. Octopath has easily a top 10, maybe a top 5 level soundtrack for me all time video games. Like it is amazing. What? I love the soundtrack of Octopath. It's I long gotta... as fuck. It's like 3 hours. And, like, most of those songs are amazing. It. I bet you that's on something. My video game music uh, playlist is just filled of Octopath <laughs> songs. I love it. So oh, it's a different composer. Is it on Spotify? It is, yeah. The whole thing's on there. Oh, cool. Um, I'll have to give it another listen. Oh, definitely. It's it's great. Uh, so this game, different composer, Akira Senju is the composer. It still has a similar vibe in some ways. It's not quite as good as Octopath, but that's, like, like I'm saying. Like, this is one of the... Octopath is one of the best of all time. It's hard to compared oh, to that like we're in the top echelon for me but the, the soundtrack in this game is great i love the the once the war table like the music that plays when you're just at the map is really good it gets me hyped up it's kind of got these like you're ready to march into battle kind of vibe it's really good the the music that plays when you do those auxiliary battles is really cool the battle themes and all that it's it's really good music i, lo- I love the soundtrack as well it's not on spotify yet unfortunately i hope it i hope it comes there eventually because i would love to add some of these tracks to my playlist as well but 
Yeah, not quite to the level of Octopath, but it is a it's a great soundtrack on its own merit. Amazing. Well, like if it's a top ten of all time, and they were able to even keep up, that seems like a mm-hmm. pretty good soundtrack. Yep, it's hard to. Uh, so I will have to. <laughs> I, I will pay attention when I'm going through this, and I'm queuing up some Octopath Traveler music for mm-hmm. later. Yeah, I think that's uh. Because I need I need to rem- I need to remember that was something I, I played a lot of Octopath Traveler on mute. Mm, that's a big mistake. Which is a travesty. <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the themes are great. Just I like didn't beat that game either. I probably got like 20, 25 hours into that yeah. game, but like I definitely was just playing on my Switch, mm-hmm. like just roaming around the house and not being too that's loud. Fair. That's I fair. I remember. So. Uh, I think that's pretty but, much all of my notes. I I, I don't think for this game i need to get too spoilery with the story i would like to maybe come back to that when i'm further in or something but yeah i yeah. like i said man i am i am in love with this game it's uh 16 hours in and, and i'm just gliding through it and i i can't wait to play more and uh, i'm excited yeah i'm going gonna be out of out of town i'm gonna have my xbox but I, i'm super happy because it's been a while since i've really had a switch game that's super captivated me so it's fun to be back in there yeah. uh yeah i love this game i no, I, that is I that's genuinely exciting like I came off of it very lukewarm, mm-hmm. right? Like, just no feeling on which way it was going to go, but knew I was, like, going to have to dive in and really invest to enjoy it because of how much story was involved. But if it continues to engage you and it does cool stuff with the combat and continues to do cool stuff with the combat, um, I'm definitely down to kind of see where this journey goes and just, I don't know, really dig into the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like there's there yeah. just seems like it, it seems like there's robust like a lot of um robustness mm-hmm. to the game that I you don't see at in that yeah. first like 3 hours. It's, like it's going to expand upon it quite a bit. I mean, like at the top I said, you know, if you're just looking for the strategy, go elsewhere because this game has a lot of story. That's not because the <laughs> yeah. strategy is like the strategy is amazing. It's so captivating. I, I think I explained why, but it's just because there is also so much other stuff in the game and and I don't know how much right. of that they marketed because after a while I went kind of radio silent on the marketing because I knew I was going to get it anyway. Uh, and I played the demos and the demos were good. So I knew I was going to pick it up and just see what else they were talking about. But, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they just are doing a disservice to this game with its shitty title. Like, that is the worst title. It's not It's not a bad title in the way that's, like, offensive or anything. It's just so unremarkable just and generic, generic as fuck once again. that it's just not going to Bravely default... Like, they just need yeah. to work on that in general. They've been pushing out. Like, uh, no, no offense to Bravely Default as a franchise, but it's just, they're terrible names. I will say Octopath like, Traveler grew on me, and I actually really like that title now. And also, it's Octopath is a weird word, but I it's think, like got a letter from each of the main characters' name. It's it's fun, and it grew on me, oh, but I, didn't I don't think that. Triangle cool. Strategy is going to grow on me as a name. Like, that is just so uninteresting. Octopath Traveler is, like, Triangle Strategy sounds like a, like a, a, a project name right which it was and then they just kind of took the project out so yeah. they could have <laughs> called it anything yeah and i i mean it's hard for me at the top of my head to think of a better word because i feel like they're always talking about like you know conviction like there's so much old-timey old english sort of words in here that i don't know what they would what they would call it but i feel like there's a lot of things they could have chose that would uh, just, do the game a little more you could have gone like triangle tactics and gone for like the phoneticism or yeah. like i don't literally anything else mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i don't know like yeah triangle strategy does absolutely nothing for me it doesn't necessarily tell me what 
the game is no. in any real way. Like, like, what kind of strategy game? What the fuck is Tribal mean? And it's so much mean? more than I a bet strategy you it's because game, there's which three... is why it's like also not yeah. a great title because it's going to get people's expectations up, I think, in a way that is True. unfounded. And at least they do have the demo out there. It's a great demo. It carries over to the main game, and it's it, it the demo will show you that it's not just a tactics game. But, yeah, I mean, still, yeah. that's... Not everyone's got three hours to burn on a demo before they decide if they're going to pick up a game and whatnot. So, anyway. Definitely come in with your equalizer mm-hmm. set. Like, know that you're going to sit down and enjoy... You're there to enjoy a story with some tactic yeah. stuff. At least initially. Yeah, exactly. And not the other way around. Yep. Uh, okay, I think that's... Uh, I think that's all there is to say on Triangle Strategy. Let's take another ad break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more Elden Ring, which I think is just... It's just gonna it's it's gonna be a constant on this podcast. I'm gonna keep talking about it. I think so next week me I and Travis talk might talk about it. it some more. It's just there's so much to say about this fucking game. So let's take another ad break. We'll be back in a second. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, Dante, we are back. Uh, Elden Ring has been out for a couple weeks now. Uh, we talked about it last week. So, yeah, if anyone's listening to this far in looking for the Elden Ring content, if you want some more spoiler-free thoughts or if you just want kind of more opening impression sort of thing, go check out last week because, uh, well, Dante wasn't there. We, Me, Travis, and Saris talked about the game for a good amount of time uh, in a kind of more open way. But now I want to get I want to get a little bit deeper into the spoiler. We'll call this part two of the Elden Ring review. So here's what – so, Dante, how many hours in are you at this point? I'm s- – terrified to say that number okay i'm gonna say that it's more than 30 which is where i'm at is it double that is it double 30 okay he's nodding for the audio listeners (laughs) oh sorry that's right yeah i forgot um yeah i might be close to 100 hours that's amazing i love that and i'm happy for you (laughs) (laughs) it's been one of those things like like, dylan trying to get me on the podcast today he's like yeah we're gonna do you, you said you would play some octo or some, octo- yeah. some some triangle strategy, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely playing triangle strategy. I'm super excited about that game, and I did not look at the timeline yeah. of that at all, and how that made no sense for my Elden Ring plans, mm-hmm. which were disgusting. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I've been work sleep shit Elden Ring <laughs> for since day yeah. one, since since that Thursday, that's Thursday that's at six o'clock, Thursday, it came yeah. out. Oh my gosh. So okay, let's I, you got, let's, you, let's talk about okay, yeah. spoilers. Okay, so here's where we're at. So uh, I haven't done everything in all these areas, but okay, Limgrave is open. 
Okay, the whole thing open for spoiler okay. discussion. Okay, Limgrave's open for business. We're, we're going east. Okay, so I'm just I'm just trying to work into these spoilers so people can <laughs> dip out when they want. But east of Limgrave is uh, Caleb. I don't know if it's Salid. Liar. Oh, that's east. Yeah, Caleb. Yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce it. So I've I haven't done everything there, but I've I've at least gone around the whole overworld part of it and seen most of it. There's a lot of bosses there that are just yeah. completely fucking me up. So I haven't fought or done everything yep. there, but at least. I'm going to say that's open for discussion. And then going north right. of Limgrave, you got Stormvale. That's all good. Okay, well, that's open. You go north of that, you got, like Liar, you got yeah. Liar near the lakes. That's all good. I, once again, haven't done everything there, but at least I've seen all of it. I've done the academy and, and cleared that out. I've got so far. Have you finished the academy? I've finished the academy, and I've gone okay. up the lift of Destus, the Grand Lift of Destus, I think is what it's called. So yeah. I've gone up there, and I've spent like So you're a seeing Altus also. There. So I've done not done yeah, much. You are jumping around. What's that? So how many how many uh, how many lords have you beat? Two. You beat you beat. I'm gonna say names. Heads up. They, I, I know all the names. I'm gonna say because, names. Because uh, okay. well, no, I'm, I'm so Godric and um, yeah, Renala. Beat, you've yeah. beaten. Okay. And how about that Renala fight? At the end of that Renala fight, the second phase of that Renala fight was like, okay, I'm home. Yeah. Like that's when I really. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm. You're gonna watch me wax poetic a few times. For sure. Um, that was such a key moment for me to realize the direction of this game was going exactly where I wanted it to go. Um, I adore Bloodborne. I like. I love all of the FromSoft games. Let me like start back that up. Like they're all of them. If there was a, if I had to re really sit down and think about a top ten list, like six of those games would be. FromSoft games nowadays it's broken like they've ruined video games for me in a lot of ways um as they should have because I feel like Elden Ring is once again like pushing the bar in the right direction like they they they're one of the few that I think like they change video games enough that actually like are worth getting so damn excited about um but Renala specifically was such a captivating fight for me because like how much I love Bloodborne Mm. and how Bloodborne leads you by the hand down this, like, oh, we're, it's vampires and werewolves and, like, all of this, like, horror-based stuff. And then out of nowhere, you're dealing with, like, Cthulhu monsters right. and fucking alien beasts from the water and talking about wombs and all types <laughs> yeah. of just really weird stuff that you're like, this is not fit, mm. <laughs> like, the way that I expected it to. And, like, I think Renala was my first, like realization that like maybe this is going to go elsewhere and like i'm not going to spoil anything i won't confirm where it goes because honestly i still don't know uh like 100 hours in almost i still have like so many questions about where the story is going to go because um i have really worked through all of caled i've worked through all of limgrave slash that southern piece of limgrave yeah. where castle morn is the weeping peninsula. i have yeah i have done all of lyernia and then, subtle spoiler: I have finished most of the underground areas up into those points. So, in in like um, Limgrave, like the Sophia River or Sofria, yeah, yeah. I've done yeah not yeah. everything there, but uh, some stuff there. So we, that's open. We'll talk about that as well because that's exciting. Okay. Um, but yeah, oh like, my gosh, that uh, let's. Like, I think we'll just jump around to things. Well, hold on, hold on, hold sure, on. Let sure, me finish sure. that thought just because <laughs> I will lose it. Um, the reason, so Renal, yeah, Renala's fight in Renala's fight like you start seeing lots of like moon based stuff and they like start to they hint in in magic a lot about like space a little bit and I was like 
oh fuck he's gonna do it again he's gonna do it again and like instead of it going like full on um like the cthulhu side mm-hmm. of things i keep forgetting that guy's name i've been on this podcast three times and forgotten this guy's name because I've wanted to bring him Lovecraft, up HP multiple Lovecraft, times. Yeah, yeah Lovecraft, Lovecrafty and stuff. So all the Lovecrafty and stuff comes in. I really do think this might... And, like, this is unwarranted outside of, like, reading text on stuff and seeing a moon in a boss mm-hmm. fight. I really do think this might go somewhere, like, space-driven. Yeah. And, like, Radon, um, like, his text leading up to him, not just, like, the text you get is Star Scourge Radon. Right. right? Like, and then Renala is literally using mm-hmm. moon magic and stuff like that. And I just love how it's, like, hinting early, like, this is not just going to be your hard fantasy. This is going to be something right, else entirely. Right. Strap in. And it, I don't know. It fucking made me lose my yeah. mind. Renala made me lose my mind. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You can guide me. I was just going to get on tangent after tangent. I, I, well, I like that, that fight, too, because, I mean, that whole academy area like that's a just well-designed uh, level so i enjoyed good. that super good um and uh yeah the fight itself like the first phase just is very much reminding me of deacons of the deep in dark souls 3 exactly you have like which was a disappointing thing to walk down, into and then they're all wearing robes as like, well and then yeah yep. it, kind of, it kind of evolves from there so I, I like that first phase and then yeah the second phase is I just think it's intentional so Oh yeah, that's but that's I think what makes that boss fight so successful is exactly that. Like you walk in, especially as somebody who has previous Souls experience, you're like, man, another one of these. Like these, this is such a like a gimmick that you have used over and over again, and then it mm-hmm. changes into something much cooler. So like at first, I walked in that fight and I was like, all right, let's get this fucking one out of the way, and then my jaw yeah. dropped moments afterwards. It, it's just like it, it was a like a sign of them handling a second phase really well too, because the first phase is. So so simple once you figure mm-hmm. out what you have to do and the second phase is actually where you're like working on the fight whereas a lot of times like in dark souls 3 uh i always forget her name but in the ashes of ariandel dlc that fight has there's a fight fairly early on in that dlc where there's three mm-hmm. phases i forget her name yeah, i don't know why I'm, F, I'm right like uh, sister yeah Freed. Sister Freed. uh free day free yeah 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 um which, like, that boss fight is gorgeous and incredible, but, like, it's a pain in the ass and frustrating. Oh, I because, love like, that you're boss just like, fight. All right, I right. think it's great. But, like, you get through the first two health bars a dozen times, and then you get to the third one over and over again. It's like, yeah, all right, I would have taken this as one long health bar or, I don't know, just something different than, like, that gotcha moment over and over again. I, but I, I, the only I reason that one is from, frustrating... To me, that adds so much to that fight, actually, is this kind of endurance part to it. And that's the same thing that's with, like, so what's his name? Slave Knight Gale as well. In that, Gale, and yeah. See, but Gale only has two phases, so, though, right? Oh, Gale's incredible. Like, I like these endurance-based fights at times. And it's, you know, it is kind of yeah. DLC, also that dragon in the DLC in Dark Souls 3 as well. Like, there's a lot of these kind of, uh, you know, bosses that, that have a lot of HP. <laughs> um, at least right. For, so, going back to yeah, they're endurance fights. This is, this is one criticism i have of the game is just the balance and how it's hard mm-hmm. to balance because uh, to me that fight was a bit too easy uh like i the first time i got to the second phase and then i lost and then the second time i just very easily beat her without really having to think and like it's it's great yeah. visually but then it kind of goes in that camp with me and i'm really only a dark souls 3 guy so everything i relate to in terms of soul stuff is that but it's like uh high, high lord wolnir in 
Dark Souls 3, where it's like, that's not a mechanically interesting fight, but it's a spectacle. And Once so I kind of have out. to put Ronaldo in there, because it, it's just way too easy. And, you know, part of the difficulty oh. is just because the way the game is designed, because you're going to do things out of order, and they just didn't really yeah. put any effort into balancing things based on where you are personally. So... I think it, I think it was a bit Which too easy, I'm unfortunately, okay but it's with. visually amazing. That level is is great. So to me, it's one of the best fights in the game so far. But uh, I I don't think it's an all timer for me in terms of boss fights. I will. Oh, it's not. It's honestly like just a really sick visual yeah. moment. Um, some of the I love the like, story. I'm not going to get exposed. Like that. The boss. The, the, there's some. Amazing boss fights in this game that come much yeah. later, and I'm not even re- remotely going to get I'm into them. I'm excited for that because, um, to be honest, I feel like at this point I've I've had a few, but I've had more uninteresting fights than I have had interesting ones. And I think part of that to ooh. me is there is a lot of repeated content in this game. Uh, like, yep. okay, maybe I shouldn't say not like as much as maybe not a lot, but not there, a lot. But there's definitely a good yeah. Bit. Like there's a couple. <laughs> like I did this last night where there's a, a cave. One of those like catacombs you go into, and like all those mm-hmm. catacombs like are pretty much have the exact same design to them. Like they have like one different main room. It'll yeah, change. I know, but like at least where I'm at, like, and then yeah. I go to the end of this catacomb, and then it's like this same watchdog boss that I just fought, but now he has like I killed him in five shots because I've I'm high level. It's like that sucks. Like I feel like I, it's not. It's like I yeah. kind of feel like I wasted 15 minutes going in there. It's. And so, and I have found a few of that, mm-hmm. and like I think it's, I think it is partly the way I'm doing this game is I am going to one area, I'm doing a bunch of stuff, and then I'm like captivated by something in the distance, I go, and then I come back to this area, and it's like I'm doing things maybe out of order, but at the same time, it's so vast, I'm like I'm not going to find everything immediately when I go through it. So, I don't know, I, I, I just wanted to mount that. This is like, this is like a minor criticism. Yeah. In term, my thirty hours has been like mostly just in, absolutely in love, but I, I did want to. At least, you know, be devil's no, advocate a bit. There is some issues yeah. with balance in this game and repeated content. And, like, certain reuse of content. Here's, here's another thing. So, Redmain Castle. I was talking to you about this because we had very different experiences with this area. But the I go through this huge, this huge yeah. castle that has, like, different entrance points. And it's great. Like, there's mini bosses in there. It's the verticality of it. Like, one of my favorite le- like when we're talking best levels at the end of the year like red main castle is going to be up there for me oh my gosh. and then when i got that's so and weird. then when i got so, to the keep going end sorry of this, i had this boss fight where first i have to fight two enemies at once i have to fight a misbegotten warrior which is the same as a leonine misbegotten that fight and then a crucible knight mm. which is like you know what a crucible knight is like have you seen one of them by name they're like the bronze i dudes. literally am sitting at a I, yeah i'm sitting at a bonfire right now where, where i have to fight two of them yeah then they're they're fucking they're terrifying. Fucking I don't know why dicks. they've been like the hardest <laughs> fight in the game for me. Even though the first two I fought weren't they're set up as like boss fights hard. that don't have health bars, like boss fight health bars. But mm-hmm. they are so difficult. Um, and yeah, they're still fucking hard. They they continue through the game. You will see those mm-hmm. motherfuckers throughout, and they are always they're like a black knight yeah. in a, like Dark Souls. It's like they're meant to be that guy you see, and you're like, man, what are you doing here? Like. I've been dealing with all the little guys this whole time, and you're just posted up on the corner. Like, there's been so many times that I've been walked up to a crucible night, and I was like, well, "Are you on a cigarette break? Why are you here? Like, you're just like yeah. chilling up on a mountain by yourself. Yeah, they're pretty strange. Like, are you taking in the view? And why are you so angry that I'm here now? Also, mm-hmm. uh, the first one, everybody's angry. The first one there. I saw uh, was in Stormvale Castle, and he's kind of out on the cliffs, 
And uh, I ended up beating him because I went up an elevator and then he like attacked me and fell into a hole. And I was like, like he fucked me up a few <laughs> times. Geez. So I was like, I won that fight. Like I don't care. I don't care if I'm a better fighter. I won the like I, you won the battle, but I won the war on this one. And so to me, when I finally got to the end of Red Main and I had to fight a Crucible Knight along with, so I I I, I've ta- I talked about this about a bit last week. But the first major area I went I went to was Castle Morn, and the first major boss fight mm-hmm. I did was Leonine Misbegotten down at the fucking end of this castle, way off on the edge of the corner, just completely exiled. And yeah. so to me, that Hanging was like the beach. first fight that I. I got fucked up so many times. I went back, leveled up a bit more, came back, got fucked True up. Triumph. I eventually found like the whip is really good against him, so I ended up beating him that way. And I was like, that was the first boss fight that I beat that I just got up and I was cheering, like popping off in my living room. And so when I get to the end of Redmain <laughs> Castle and it's that guy and a Crucible Knight, in that case, I was like totally okay with reused content because oh. it was like taking these two battles that I really enjoyed, and I had still had not really felt like I'd overcome the Crucible Knight, and I just when I finally figured out this fight after like 15 hours of like every few levels coming back and trying it again and coming up with this strategy where I just take out the misbegotten warrior like before the crucible knight can even spawn like I just try and get him down and then I actually like I gotta get good here I can't cheese this crucible knight I gotta beat him when I finally did it like the best feeling ever so there is use or there is times when like the use of oh yeah like a recurring fight is good but then there's also it's like I fought this tree with a big ass around these Erd trees like seven times now, and like I don't feel like I need to do this again. Where it's just the same fight, but he has more health and does more damage now. Like that's kind of annoying, but it's they change. They, those changes. Okay, well. at least the uh, four so, I've done so have I, been the exact same with different damage numbers, but or maybe they just didn't yeah. do different so, moves that they had. I don't know, but. No, I, there are some that are similar, and there are right. some that are different. Like, there's some that do Scarlet Rot damage oh, God, instead. They're, they're definitely, damage. like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's it, it's one of those things that I think Souls games are good at this, but, like, I think it might be something in this style. It might not be working as well. Um, I have always enjoyed seeing an enemy in the beginning of a Souls game and him being so incredibly punishing, and then they throw him at you. So, like... Once again, a Dark Souls example. This is Dark Souls mm-hmm. 1. Um, but, like, in the very beginning of that game, in... Um, oh, I forget the names of the locations, too. I'm having full-on brain farts today. Anyway. Um, in the... the Undead Bird. Yeah. In Undead Bird, you see your first uh, Black Knight, right. right? And he's, like, a fucking problem. Like, he is definitely there to stop you in your tracks. He respawns, mm-hmm. which is, like, they stop doing that later on. Like, these big, yeah. super, super, super tough enemies you find... They don't respawn them for you yeah. anymore, which is beautiful. They don't in this game. Um, but at the end, the very end of Dark Souls 1, every enemy in that zone is black. Nice. Which is like, it's, it's effective because it's this person that you've been bumping up into against mm-hmm. throughout. And then finally at the end, you're like, oh, okay, I know how to handle well, you that's, motherfuckers. That's a bit of a different case, though. You know, that is because that, in this that game, is what they that do is different. Is, I think it's the yeah. first gameplay thing is like you go down, you get fucked up by that grafted spider guy, right? Is that like the very first thing you do? Mm-hmm. And then I eventually like yeah, got teleported to that area. I went to go fuck him up again, and like that was amazing to come back and get some revenge on this guy. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. When I saw him, I'm like, I'm supposed to die to this guy, aren't I? But when I finally found him and right. could mess him up when I was stronger and had more skills in the game, like that, that felt great, and that was. That's not that's not reused content though. That's like kind of coming back to no. a fight. The the tree one makes sense to me because you only find them under yeah. the earth trees, right? They're defending yeah, the earth sure. trees or they're a part of the earth tree or something like that. I don't know. Um, 
So, like, you kind of know to expect them there. Dragons get reused. That's cool, swapped though, a little like, bit. Hey, like that, I like that as well because it's it's thematically They're so different it, too, though. Like, like built the... up, and it's like daunting to see like four dragons in your, per, well, your like, point of view. You know. <laughs> yeah, like Limgrave, you have regular ass dragons. Lyurnia, you have like magic dragons that shoot magic yeah. shit at you, and then in in Kaled, they're shooting rot stuff at you. So they change them up enough. They do the same thing with their Ur trees. Some of the Ur trees are going right. to use more magic. Some of them have rot. The thing that I have seen a ton of reuse content in that has not necessarily bothered me because who, what I'm relating it to. Like this is where past experience I think is helping me. Like these are bloodborne chalice mm. dungeons. Yeah. And if I, I've been thinking of them that way, so it hasn't affected me at all. That like, oh yeah, this might be slightly palette swap yeah. dungeon. But and and. Like, all the caves are very similar. All of the, um... Like, they, they call them different things, too. Like, each of the mm-hmm. dungeons has a different name. Uh, some of them are more like mines. Some of them are more like a traditional yeah. dungeon. Um, they do change them up enough. Like, you'll, you will go into some places and you will not fight a single enemy. And there's literally, like, chariots going back and forth and trying to run you over and shit. And it's literally nice. just trying to, like, figure out how to move through the, the, the area. But it is super annoying when you see those little gargoyle motherfuckers for the 30th <laughs> time, right? Like, you're like, okay, I don't feel like doing yeah. this one. It's not egregious by any means. I do feel... No, no. And the content's brief, mm-hmm. too. Like, that's actually, like, one of the best parts of those is, like, you start one of those dungeons and you're in and out of it as long as you're, like, able yeah. to make through the boss and everything. In and out yeah, in 15 minutes. Sure. Um, it's just when you, like, and sometimes when you get to that boss, it's like, oh, last time I fought this guy, it was only one of them. Now there's two of them. Now there's two of them, and they do Scarlet Rot, right? There's, like, pallet swap, stuff like that. The only reason that it never bothers me is because it's, one, they're short, and two, the item you get at the end of these is always clutch. I'm always super stoked at what I get. Like, you're, like, I well, don't know. Okay, that, like, that leads into another... Sorry, you can finish your thought, but I have a counter. Okay, yeah. Occasionally, it's like it's like a weapon. <laughs> Occasionally, it's like a weapon or a charm, which is this game's rings. Maybe you get a spell. Maybe you get an ash. I always feel like I come out with, if not something I will use now, something I will be interested in using in another build. Uh, it's never like, man, I've just wasted my time mm-hmm. with this entire piece. And if I did waste my time and I'm never going to touch the item, it was 15 minutes and I got some, some yeah. runes out of it, right? Well, yeah, so one... Go ahead. One, I I want to call it a problem, but it's it's just that, man. So many of the rewards that I've got, at least recently, or in certain locations, it makes sense, is just like magic things, like a wand, or I don't know, like a memory stone, or something yeah. like that. And yeah, like I'm just that's just not my. Are you sword yeah, board I'm, boy? I'm sword sword to the day. Well, actually, I'm using an axe, a giant. I'm using Godric's axe right now. That's kind of been my go-to weapon for a while. Oh, nice. And I'm not using any magic at all. Big my swinging. faith is like I I am I don't know worshiping Satan. Like my faith is so You're... low. Like and my all my <laughs> all my magic stats are atheist all my mode. Magic stats are so low, and I'm at a point now where it's like a level up takes I don't know it takes enough points that I'm like not really gonna invest in that. And you know I get a lot of rewards that are just like magic things, and I'm, I'm never gonna use this. And at least in this build, like I do want to do a second playthrough. Yeah, uh, it's. It, I don't think that's really an issue because, like, most of the time, I enjoyed the thing I cleared to get there, and I yeah, I enjoyed the journey of it. But yeah, I do feel like there's a lot of that, and I feel like when I do that magic build, I'm gonna find some axes and shit that's like I'm never gonna have the strength to wield this. So I don't know. I, I guess I feel weird about. You can that. do both. How about both? <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a strength int build, and it's been 
I like that's the I guess a big difference. Like I've been running into stuff that I've been like, man, I'd like to give that a shot, or I wonder what my intelligence is at. Let me let me pump like an extra few points into that just to give it a shot. Like, which has always been a mm-hmm. factor, but the fact that I feel like I'm stumbling upon these things way more than like knowing homie drops yeah. this and I need to farm him for forty five mm-hmm. minutes. Like, um is just a little I don't, I don't know i don't know like i guess I, it, it's so funny because i'm still in such like a honeymoon phase with this game and the games that i love that it is so heavily compared to i still think it's doing those parts so much mm-hmm. better like i fucking love breath of the wild but like i would take these dungeons over the shrines are horrible i would like, let's call it what it is well, sure, like there's 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 some fucking okay, awesome like ones. Five, they're so few and far between. Like. I know exactly. That's what I'm saying. And then all the major dungeons are awful, yeah. awful. Whereas like these major dungeons are the most like well Stormvale pieced Castle together is things. Fucking amazing, amazing. Stormvale, Ray Lucaria, and then mm-hmm. Redmain. Like those are three right off the bat. That like those are the the first three. And Morn counts. Morn feels like more yeah. of a side one. But, like, Morn seems like a side one. To yeah. Me. Like, almost. Like, these, those ones are, like, substantial. Like, I could have spent 10 hours in the open world and then 10 hours mm-hmm. in Stormvale. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that there is that much to do in that small area versus this big sprawling space, like, Limgrave versus yeah, yeah. Stormvale. Like, the fact that I felt like I could spend almost as much time. The fact that I've 100 hours in better understanding of the game gone back to Stormvale and found another yeah, dozen I still things feel like there's like, more I have to do that's where too, it is which is exciting oh my gosh it it is exhausting <laughs> almost like there's two secret bosses in Stormvale that's fucking awesome I don't know if you know no, that I, I <laughs> like there's two like secret I did bosses some good a good amount of exploring but I also know that there is like other areas that I haven't been to yet there and that's that's an exciting yeah. thought and yeah I mean like yeah it, it truly feels like a, a town within a castle which is amazing because it's it's just, and then yeah. like, the Godric fight so, is really good. I really like that fight. I oh, felt yeah. so good when I finally oh, yeah. the learned the moment. secrets to it. It's super weird and grotesque. I like the dark humor too of that oh, yeah. weird ass guy like <laughs> kicking his sludge around when you finally take him out. Like it's, it's yep. it's great. And now that I use his weapon, like I kind of think of that too. I'm thinking of Godric a lot too. And I and oh, like the special ability of that axe is like his <laughs> his like earthquake move that he used. Um, yeah, but yeah, I. That's that's an amazing like that's probably my favorite fight in the game so far. I mean, I really like that one at Castle Redmain, but I think pound for pound, like just individual boss, I I'd have to give it to Godric. He's been my my favorite so far in terms of oh, yeah. raw gameplay. Um, mine is would I have seniors yet? I'm not. I can't. Yeah, I'm not okay. gonna say. I'm not gonna say. Nope. Um, I will say if difficulty is a worry of it's yours. Not. I think that okay. Well, you made There's it like you made it sound easy. like it was very easy. I've encountered anything yet. Yeah. That, well, this is where the, I think this is where I think maybe balancing early on is interesting and a little forgiving. I'd even call it like I know so many soul so many people come into Souls games and they're like, yeah, I get I get stuck at the first or second boss and I just stop playing. Like that's not a thing here, and or it doesn't have to be a thing Definitely. here, which is something I I think is like incredible. Like, you can soul level one and run in there and get your ass beat, sure. But, like, I think after a point, I think most Souls games do this, too. After a point, this shit doesn't matter or does not care Mm. what level you are and just starts pushing your shit in. It's like, you should have a better understanding of this by now. Um, 
like I think in Dark Souls three, that's like Pontiff, right? Oh like you can kind of you can, <laughs> but like Pontiff is such an eye opening moment. Like you can really like brute force your way through most of that game. And then you get to Pontiff and you're like, I need to yeah. figure it out. I actually need to figure this out. But then you are so much better suited yeah. for the rest of the game. Um, I think surprisingly, Margaret and and Godric are early walls. Um, if you go in too early, which is important lesson for people to go leave mm-hmm, and do definitely. other things um but i'd actually think those are like you having an easy time on them is because you probably approached it the way that the game actually expected you to is to go well, and do other i mean godrick took back. me a while like that guy really fucked me up i i did margaret was pretty okay. easy uh that was a two trier for me but i spent more time on margaret than i did yeah, on that's, um that and that God, i mean on, I, it took me a while before godrick. i went to stormvale at all like before i even went up the hill from the starting area because i went elsewhere yeah. first so that makes sense i guess in a way but i, I also might have just got lucky who knows it could be a playstyle. there's a lot of reasons for it you're just too well good. no i mean godric fucked me up i lost to leonine miss Bega- <laughs> that's the thing leonine was my market that was my first fight that like was a brick wall because i didn't go up to market at first and leonine took me like, i one shot him like that was hard as fuck. i did i did castle morn i did castle morn right after i got to the boss wall of Ray lucaria Right, yeah, because I remember I was on Discord with you when you went over to Castlemorn and fought. Yeah, I was yeah. way OP. I was way OP when I got there. I fucking mm-hmm. clapped that dude. <laughs> I just like waxed him and wonder. I was, and I was like, I was like, wait, I got an achievement for this? What? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was easy, but it's yeah, it's that alone. Like I think I think that southern area is like damn near a tutorial. Yeah, and no, like, I mean, it, I don't, I don't want, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying the game's too easy because absolutely not. And there is a lot I of bosses that have can't wait messed to hear me up so back. much <laughs> that I'm out of there. Like yeah. a lot of stuff in Kalid, especially with the storm rot or the whatever that blood roots call. Like I don't know how that works, and I haven't figured that out yet. And I've just like, I'm just not gonna fight these bosses yet. So, but then yeah, then then there is areas too where, and it's it's fun to feel powerful. But when I go into an area and I clear out this dungeon and it's like a boss that I've already fought before, it's like. What? Why, why am I seeing this guy again? That doesn't yeah. make sense. That's kind yeah. of unfortunate. No, I, I, I hear minor, you there. I wanted to get some negatives out of the way. Oh yeah, but no, I, I think it that's truly just... is like a mi- like these are minor qualms in the in the oh, greater yeah. grander scheme of things. I think, um, yeah, and it's just the nature of the like less curated dungeon format. That's kind of like your side stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it it it's it's balanced enough. I think. Just enough. Like, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily, like, perfect that it's like, oh, you're level 37, so I'm going to make it, like, two points harder than the guy for level 35. Like, and I don't want that necessarily either because that's what people bounce off of um, is mm-hmm. this. And that's why so many people didn't beat Sekiro, right? Is because Sekiro is just get good central. There's no f- yep. leveling through this stuff, right? That was, that um, was my experience, so. But once again, it gets to a point. Right, but once again, it doesn't. It gets to a point where it doesn't matter. Like, they're the major boss of Kaled. I fought thirty plus times, and they clearly have one shot mechanics. Mm-hmm. That like, it's like if you don't get how to handle this, you're gonna be dead every single time. Like, this is just yeah. how this fight works. Which is like, I'm not a huge fan of, but like, it's an example. It's an early example of the game saying, "All right, training wheels are off." Like you mm-hmm. beat the first dungeon, or you beat the first and second. I think I think Renala is actually like one of the easier fights, um, but just right. like so mystical and beautiful. Yeah, and I mean, like... I'm, I'm down for a fight that's 
easier, but is a spectacle. Uh, she kind of reminded me of like a broken up Rom the Vacuous Spider from Bloodborne. I don't think I've bought uh, that guy. Yeah. Well, um, it's big spider on a lake. You can see the moon in the background. It's very similar. It's very cool. similar, actually. Except the ads you're fighting during the fight instead of mm. before the fight, which I prefer also. Um, man, I want to. I have a question for you. Yes. And you don't have to fully spoil it, but I'm curious. So there's these, these, and you see them in the loading screens. But there's these giant rock dudes with bells mm-hmm. underneath them, kind of like a cow's udder or something. Yes. And they just cruise around. And, yeah, they uh, do. I, I don't, I, for a lot of them, I'm like, oh, I got to get on top of this guy, obviously, but I don't know, really know how. Eventually, I did, and mm-hmm. I went inside a door, and there was nothing, and they're not even, like, souls to pick up. So, I don't know what, like, what am I missing there? Is there something I'm supposed to do, or is it just this one that was, for Maybe some reason, doesn't have anything in it? Maybe you went into an off one. Did the one that you dropped, did it have a bell under it? I, the one, so the one I'm talking about is kind of east of the lakes where it's mm-hmm. up on this hill and there's two of them that are like right beside each other pretty much. Yep. Yep. And there's a lower they, one and I can't remember if he had a bell under him. I, I think don't, he did, but I can't be sure. And yeah, I went in and he had like on on the there's like a table and then there's like a corpse, like a burnt corpse. It kind of looks like the okay. the dragon mode thing yeah, yeah, yeah. like Dark Souls 3 whatever that's called and he doesn't have a head. So what my guess was like I got to bring this head here or something. You I had. If, I just wanted to get. It, I just want to know if I'm on the right track. Let me guess. Let me guess something. You had when you did that. Had you beaten Renala yet? No. And you spent that soul on the axe. You spent uh, Godric's soul on the axe. Yes. Can I just tell you what it does? It's not yeah, a I'm, giant spoiler. I'll, I want to know what I'm missing. It duplicates those souls. You didn't have any in your inventory, Ooh. so it didn't work. That body. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, you asked me not to spoil it. I'm. I'm just so are they all like that, or is it just that one? I don't know. I haven't dropped okay. more than one, and that was the only one that I did. Okay. And I was like, from that point so on, I, I was like, purpose... oh, I'm gonna save these. Right. I think they're one-time use. Yeah, they definitely are. Because I use. I mean, the Ranala one. I was like, well, I get two magic items for this. I'm not gonna use this. So I just took the souls out of it. But I, I guess I should have saved it and duplicated it, and at least got double the double souls. souls. From it then? Yep. Okay. So I'll save the next ones and. It's I, not get, a, I wonder if I go it's back not the to that end area of the world if I lost it. But. It's not the end of the world because, it's like, really there's not, new game plus. It's really not, because I only got 20,000 from her, I think. Well, there's so new it's... game plus, and you can just get them both anyway. Um, right. But I thought it was interesting. I was just like, oh, wow, this is a way for me to get, like, both, like, boss weapons in one run? or both. Like, that's never been a thing. Yeah. No, that's cool. It's cool. I it just saves. It, they're saving you from having to do multiple passes through the game that way. I do think they're limited, so I don't think you can do it for every soul. And I didn't realize for the first, like, three. So I'm right there with you. I lost the first few. Um, but, yeah, they duplicate those. It's a nice little quality of life thing if you stumble upon it. If not, then it yeah. doesn't affect That's my favorite thing. Is like, there's so many, like, <laughs> functional parts of that game that you could just avoid and never use. Like, yeah. the ashes. You could never find that bell. Right. I didn't find that bell until after I beat Godric. Well, I think that's that's one thing I see a lot of people criticizing the game for I like not tutorializing things and like Doesn't not teaching things. And I agree to an extent. Like I should be able to easily figure out how to two hand my weapon rather than having to Google it. They tell you. Deal. They tell it's, you. 
I know they do, but they yeah. also tell you a thousand other things with a very quick tooltip that only <laughs> appears true. once. Right? Like, That's true. You're right. You're right. You're they right. They teach you. They tell you technically, like on paper, <laughs> they can say, I told you that. But they I don't teach read you. They don't teach the you message do <laughs> on the ground that I could have yeah. easily stumbled past. No, I think yeah. every single one of my friends when I don't know how to dual, dual wield in this game anymore after the yeah. fact. I mean, so it's. I'm just. I'm Now like, I'm what I, defending Miyazaki. Well, no, that's that's one thing I'm getting at is that, like, there is a lot of things in the game like that. They aren't really explained or, like, yeah, once again, on paper, they told you, but they didn't really teach it yeah. to you. And for the most part, I don't really see that as a problem because you don't need any of that mm. stuff. Or at least I assume that the later boss fights I can be- beat with my build. I can beat them you with any build. One hand, you could punch any boss to death in this yeah, game. That's the thing. Exactly. Like, you don't, you don't need any like, of it. You were and just hampering it's not like your skill it's, level. And it's not like every boss is designed like, okay, you're supposed to use magic on this guy and sit in the back corner. Like, you can do different stuff, and other builds are going to be easier than other ones, but you can also just on the fly, like, okay, maybe my double Godric Axe is not good here, and I need a shield instead, so I can just do that. And so most of the time, I don't really have an issue with that stuff because you don't need all those mechanics. And, like, for example, how to use magic. I have no idea how to, how to use magic. I'm not going to worry about that until I'm doing my second playthrough. And so I generally don't see it as, a, as an issue. And, like, something like that, like, I'm not sitting here salty that I lost that soul because I didn't duplicate it at this bell tower dude. Oh, as uh, you shouldn't like, be. Th- that's, yeah. like, that's a cool bonus. I'm glad I know that now. But I'm not, I'm not like, mad at the game that it didn't explicitly give me a paragraph dialogue explaining, like, oh, when you fight Rinala, you're going to get this soul that gives you this. Don't use that right away because instead you should bring it here, give it to this random headless dude, and then he's going to duplicate it for you. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need that. That's not... That's not necessary, and so for the most part, I don't think that's really an issue in the game. At all. No, I, I actually say that's a benefit. Like, the fact that you can make it all the way through the game and not see so much of it gives you a million different reasons to go back to stuff. Like, or mm-hmm. you're, you can get 30 hours into this game and be like, holy shit, I didn't know you could do that. And that's, like, one of the best moments. Like, yeah. even if it is something you look back and you're like, man, I, I could have made all these moments easier for myself, like... I don't have... I am somebody who is, like, meticulously checking off every box in a video game if I can, right? And Mm -hmm. I find it to be pretty frustrating when I can't for whatever reason. Like, Final Fantasy X-2, for example, 100%ing that game. I've I've replayed Final Fantasy X-2 and never (laughs) beaten that game because I always get to, like, 99.7%. And I'm like, fuck this. This game's broken. (laughs) If anybody who knows how to do 100% run in Final Fantasy X-2, I think you'll feel my pain. It's it's dumb. It's really dumb. Um... Whereas this game, I don't have any, like, FOMO at all. Like, I'm not stuck, like, what happened there, or well, I didn't get to see that. Like, it's, like, that cool conversation you get to have with a friend. Mm-hmm. And and Definitely. some games do a really, really great job of that, and some are just like, oh, yeah, did you get to quest number 72 on the list? And it's like, that's boring. That's a boring yeah. conversation as well, instead of, like, holy shit, did you find that thing in the well? Did you see what happens when you go down it? Let's did you talk get about in, the well. Let's, let's you talk get about in, the well. <laughs> oh, that's... I literally said well is like an accident, and there literally is a sick well. <laughs> that's, yeah, no, let's talk well about the well. The yeah, dude, no, I know exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, that was a ha- that was a totally a happy accident. Like, Siofra, holy shit. Walking, that's, uh, g- getting that's there. to that, that moment. I, that's the thing. This game is so excellent. Just like... You just get nice and comfy in whatever you're doing. You just move, going through the motions. It's really boring. You went through the same dungeon three times. You fought the same boss fight three times because there's so much reused content. And then you go down an elevator, 
and it's fucking different. And this elevator it's goes super down. super exciting. This elevator oh, yeah. goes down. I started and then singing it goes down Metal Gear Solid 3 music. <laughs> I started singing Snake Eater when I was going down the elevator just because I was like, yeah. oh, hell yeah, this is a long ladder. I'm here for a long ladder. Let's yeah. get the music pumping. Um, oh, it's just so gorgeous. So you like... You're, you just walk in. It's, like, really one of the first elevators you have the ability to find. You probably have seen many at that point, depending on which route you're going. But, like, mm-hmm. you walk in. You take the elevator down. You think it's going to go down a level. And it goes down and down and down. And then it, like, opens up. And you see a cave system. And you're like, okay, there's caves down here. And then it keeps going down. <sighs> and then it, it, you start to see this, like, starry night particle effect everywhere. And mm-hmm. the world becomes purple around you. And... But when you get to the bottom, there's trees and there's a river, and it's like this whole underground biome that is like yeah. not an underground. It looks like you're above ground. It just so happens to have a ceiling way, way, way above mm-hmm. you. Like there's literally stars in the sky. It's crazy. It yeah, is so gorgeous. So my experience with this too. So I did stuff in a weird order, I guess, mm-hmm. generally because I didn't, you know, exhaustively explore Limgrave before I you know, wind out in the next area. And so for me, the first time I was there was when you go for the, the four belfries is, is this area yep. where you can yep. go to these different towers and they teleport you to random oh, places. Oh, no. So, no, this was amazing for me because I went there <laughs> and the first one I, I opened takes you to like this kind of hill up mm-hmm. there. And when mm-hmm. I loaded into that area, I was like, what the fuck am I seeing? Because yeah. I remember you mentioned when we were talking on Discord, like, man, there's like some space stuff. And I'm like, is there, like, I've seen there's a moon, but, like, I don't know if there's really space stuff. And so when I teleported in there, I was just, like, for, like, five minutes just shocked. Just on top of this, looking around, I could see this kind of, what uh, looked more like civilization down below. Yeah. Up, there's this other island up top with this kind of almost Greek palace kind of thing. And then I go down. I, I finally, I realized, oh, I can actually jump down here. And, and then I go, and, of course, there's a crucible night there, and he fucks me up. That's, what I, I said, that's why I said, said fuck is because, like, I fought that crucible night so many times like i spent more time on that crucible night than most bosses yeah and this is the one time i've bashed my head up against something and been super upset with myself afterwards mm. that motherfucker doesn't drop anything he doesn't drop anything Dude, every time i kill them every I'm other like, one's your something. weapon i hope yeah. you drop your, your sword i thing. want that sword so bad. every every single other crucible night i fought has dropped something yeah so i've come i would fight oh there was a, po- a moment where i was like super confident i had been died a million times that crucible night left fucked off wherever and like leveled up a ton so did you just go and then that fought area a crucible before night. siofra as well or did you go no i found siofra okay. i found the elevator that brings yeah. you down to siofra um this, this game does and i'm not going to say anything more than this this game does such a good job of like carrot on the stick stuff mm. you don't even know it's carrot on the stick stuff until later right right like they're teasing, and he's. This has always been a thing with like Miyazaki's like storytelling. Is like by the end of any of those games, you have so much better understanding of what's going on in that world that like those moments that he was like teasing you, and you had mm-hmm. no idea he was teasing you, were like incredible little Easter eggs towards what what's coming. And I think like this game does an excellent job of that just by this teleportation thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah. Of being like, there's more coming, motherfucker. Don't you worry. Like, if you thought it was just Limgrave, just you, wait, I got some crazy stuff for you. And, he, like, it, they'll just tell it, you'll open a chest and it'll teleport you somewhere. Yeah. And you're like, where the fuck am I? Well, and then you're I... also terrified because it's, like, a complete yeah. unknown. 
Yeah, and like the way they, the map becomes bigger as you, like it, obviously there's things it that are crops out, out. But then yeah, it starts zooming out, which is which I think is good because then they kind of bury the lead a bit too. They yeah. hide. Yeah. They 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 mask what you're going to expect, and that's good. And so yeah, that four belfries area I've really liked because the other one, the second one that I opened up takes you to i forget the name of the place but it's now i've just discovered on the map that i'm like really close to that up on like the grand lift of destus and you fight that like giant dude and then the other the third one that i've unlocked now and i finally got the key for it is like some weird windy like tornado palace and i i got fucked up by the enemies there i'm like i'm gonna come back here a bit later but i cannot wait to discover more of this area i assume that one and i like i said assume i did the same thing i discovered it got my ass whooped and then left I have a feeling that one's very similar to the CO for one, where it's like, here's something cool. Yeah. Maybe you'll see it. Maybe you won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all I know, it And is. it's cool because I have some idea of like, okay, I, looking at this one area on the map, like, I think this could be where that ends up being uh, because mm. I haven't got a checkpoint there, I think. So I don't know if I've, maybe I, well, I don't think I, I didn't get a checkpoint there, but I don't know I don't if think I you get a checkpoint where, there. I don't, I don't know if you I get one can you look at your enough. map because I I don't know maybe you can and I just haven't looked at where I was on the map. I I, I know it. that the one with the tornadoes or the hurricanes yeah. that you kind of see I do not have a checkpoint there yet, and I yeah, am... that's crazy. so this is the this is the crazy part. Like I've tried to dig super deep into all the areas. I think I've done a reasonable job, but I know there's stuff I'm missing in every single one. Plenty I'm missing in every mm-hmm. single one. Limgrave I definitely like combed the most, and I know there's about a dozen other places I haven't been. I am up through, so there's Caleb, Lyernia, Limgrave, and then there's this, like, northern area. Yeah. I'm in there right now, and there's a bunch of stuff that's kind of underground. Sure. Um, I am about halfway done with that northern area, mm-hmm. and I think I still have two three maybe four locations left to go that's that are all their own expansive areas like i'm nervous i was like oh i'm gonna take my time and now i'm realizing oh fuck this might be a 200 hour game for me um and but i know there's people who are being it at 80 but like i'm well past that and i'm not i'm not i know i'm not there i know i'm not reaching the point where i'm like hitting final boss territory right like just looking at like story achievements alone, they're hidden on Steam, but um, mm-hmm. I still got like fifteen left, and those are usually just bosses. Crazy, so yeah. I'm it's, hoping there's plenty. It's a fucking yeah, it's a huge game, and yeah, even in the areas that I've been, obviously I have a lot more to do. But yeah, going back to Seal for River, so yeah, it was cool to discover it for like that area first from that little mountain mm-hmm. essentially in the sky. And then to go back to see if we go down that massive elevator, that exact description you gave, and seeing those stars again and being like, oh shit, is this like That's cool that you, area you realized you were getting that there cave? that way. Yeah. That's really sick. And then it takes a bit. Yeah, because you have to kind of go through this area where there's these ruins and these weird enemies that are spamming magic, and they're really slow, but they do a fuck ton of damage. And so I cruised around there for a bit, and then I went up another elevator and then walked out a few steps, and then I realized, like, oh shit. And then I looked up and saw that area that i was at before so to connect it that way was really cool and i'm like oh shit i'm where the end of that place that i really wanted to get to and i had no idea that i would find it by going down this random well in Limgrave. that was an amazing moment and then even when you first walk out they kind of script it so that like these 
like deer-like animals like start walking out along the water and yeah this this place feels oh. super real and it's, it's like alive right dude, like... it's it's outer wilds echoes of the eye because uh, it's this dark yeah. underground thing you can see these stars in the sky the enemies there have horns and they're kind of ghostly and creepy it's yep. dark you hear screeches off in the distance the music is also very similar to outer wilds so obviously who didn't whoever didn't listen to our game of the year it was my second my second favorite game of the year last year is that dlc so the fact that it just brought me right back to that as well. And, of course, there's an underground river, the same as Outer Wilds. So it's, it's so very similar. And to discover it in that way, and now I also know that up there is, like, Nokrom City or something. And I haven't gotten there yet, but I know Ronnie and the squad are telling me to go find it. And I'm like, so okay, that's super there, interesting. I don't want to get spoiled on how you get no, there. No, I won't. I cannot wait until I get up there as well and discover that area and piece that all together now. It that part is one of my favorite parts of the whole game so far nice but the part that was i was like happy to hear you say that i guess I, I like it's interesting to hear you say that is i spent so much time in siofra trying to figure out how to get to the top level right which you piece together right is like part of a quest line so yeah. my only suggestion to some people is like if you start bashing your head up against less like a boss and more like a how the fuck do I get here? Like, this is mm. frustrating. I don't know how to get here. It is likely you will get there yeah. later later down the road, and I wouldn't for waste sure. too much time on it. Because I definitely, like, spent an additional, like, five hours in Seal for trying to get to, to no Kron or whatever. It's yeah, called. I felt pretty confident that I would be, I don't know, I'd find some other well entrance or I'd get teleported there or yeah. I'd, I don't know, fucking dig a hole in the wall until I get there or something. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in a hurry to get there, but I just love that set up and i'm also kind of invested in ron like there's not that many characters in the game like you get some at the round table but ronnie there's and the squad lot. i find really interesting and You're so i want to do their quest more. and they're or... like you gotta hurry too so i'm like well i don't know how to get there but i'll help you guys when i can this game like many souls games but even worse than ever getting through all of the npc quest lines is very tricky there's so many. They give you a lot more time to work through those quest lines, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like previous Souls games where it's like, you didn't talk to blah, blah, blah before blah, 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 so blah, blah, blah's dead. That that happens. Actually, that does happen. Plenty. But like, it feels like you kind of feel it coming. Whereas in Souls games, it's just like, well, surprise, everyone's dead. Yeah. I left the wrong guy out of jail, and he killed my fucking maiden. <laughs> like, that, that kind of stuff is not as yeah. egregious. But, like, I would argue there are more quest lines in this than any other Souls game that I'm familiar Seems like with. It. Like, I've, I, I would be shocked if there wasn't, to be honest, just based just because it is open world. Well, that's the piece. Like, I'm just surprised at, like, how much there truly is and how much is, like, missable from a, a storyline perspective. Like, you talked about Redmain, right? And, like, Redmain mm -hmm. Castle, you went through and fought your way through it and fought a boss fight and, like, did all this stuff. I didn't touch any of that. Because I went through an NPC quest line that yeah. also seemed pretty easily missable. Mm -hmm. um, there are, I'm assuming, full quest lines that are very nebulous and like require you to exhaust people's dialogues every single time you find them. Um, that might change the end of the game. Yeah, at this point, I'm not sure. I'm not like obviously. I'm this is me speculating, but like I have a feeling this one's going to pull me through into some new game plus places quicker than any of the other souls games did because like mm. i the previous ones i've finished almost every npc quest line like i really enjoy that piece of like how kind of tricky it is and or how yeah. like you can only finish one like some of them you can only finish this finish this quest line in a playthrough and you have to do the other one separately 
because they'll like di- yeah. diverge. This is doing the same thing, but like it seems like those quest lines are leading to more tangible moments than ever. Um, okay, like the fact that I was able to completely skip a dungeon and go straight to the fight, and it had story implications too. Like I got, I feel like I earned a, some story progress stuff or some some story beats, but I lost out on the opportunity to actually experience that castle, right? Yeah. So in my next playthrough, I know to do the castle first and then go through that quest line, right? So right, right. I don't know. There's just the NPCs, like I, you may not have found many. Um, they are abundant and they all have like quest lines that run from literally Limgrave all the way a hundred hours later. Yeah. And, like that's cool. Blythe, for example. Yeah. Blythe has a B L A I D D. He's, yeah, he's Ronnie's part of Ronnie's squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ronnie. Um, yeah. So like they have a really extensive play, like a storyline that is theirs alone, and like you can meet him in Mistwood and hear him howling in the background. And snap his fi- snap your fingers, and he'll come down and start talking to you. I had no idea about that. It's just weird stuff. Like you have to do a, is. I don't know who you have to do a <laughs> gesture in a in a particular spot after yeah. hearing a howl. That that's how the quest lines work in this game. It's it's kind of fucked up. Like, I when it works out, yeah, it's I just generally like, like that stuff. I think like me for me in Dark Souls three, there was like the uh, the wind, the palace in this like uh, clouds, whatever, where you fight the mm-hmm. nameless. Oh, king. and you have to do that. You have to do the like dragon pose like on I, that mat in the I, middle of nowhere. I and never would have found that. And so it's it's kind of a bummer to me that like something like that could be missed if mm-hmm. you don't look it up. But like if it's something for an NPC quest that's not like gating you out of that area with boss fights and stuff like that's. That's fine to me, but and it's just kind of bonus if you do find it. Yeah, I hope there isn't too much huge things that are gated off if you don't, like, use the gestures. That, to me, the you gestures are maybe the one step that's like, okay, we're going a they, bit too far with this, but they I, do, it's not a big... I haven't really they, encountered that in this game, so it's hard for me to say. They do tell you, is the thing, like... Technically, they told you, um, yeah. right? Like I am they, taking like, notes, a lot of notes. I have my notebook, this and is... I'm keeping track of things. But it's yeah, a lot of lo- lines of dialogue you only get once, so it's it's yeah. hard to write down every last detail. Oh yeah, you don't know what's yeah. important in the moment. Yeah, exactly, sometimes. right? Yeah, like yeah, this the snapping the fingers thing though. Like the fir- one of the first merchants you meet tells you he's like, mm. I've been a friend of mine has been causing a ruckus in Misswood. Like I'm sure if you snap your fingers, he'll come right down to you or something yeah. like some throwaway text line that he likely never says again. He said it right. one time, and you're like, all right, I guess I'll remember that. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Or uh, hopefully I didn't skip through the quest dialogue too fast because it was just a regular-ass merchant. Yeah. Which are throughout the world. It, it it definitely will, like, just throw you the, like, most half-assed, like, plant the most half-assed seed and be like, mm-hmm. enjoy, maybe. Yeah. But I don't I'm know. Into I think it. that's part I, of it. I think that's I like part it. of it. Like, I like the NPCs. Yeah. I like tracking these quests and the ones i have been able to figure out and i there's more that i'm like i, I don't know i want to figure out the next like this one guy who's trying to get into the academy and he needs an mm-hmm. extra key and i brought him that key, key and so he's like oh i'm gonna go back to the academy and i haven't gone back there and found him but i i, I want to and i don't know where he's gonna be but i'm that's excited to go do like, that that's now fun. you gotta go find the dude like yeah. that's it does not hold your hands at all i think that's my favorite part mm-hmm. i don't want my hand held in games most of the time Unless it's, like, something that's requ- requires tons of explanation, like a, yeah. like an RTS or something like that. Like, this game doesn't. This game allows you to learn by experiencing it. And I, I think that is 
absolutely amazing. I don't think Elden Ring, out of nowhere, is the Souls game for everyone. It still has so many of those fundamental ideas that I have enjoyed that many people have bounced off of. Yeah. I don't think this is a recommendation out of nowhere. But if you have ever been, like, curious about Elden Ring, this is by far the best place to start. Yeah. There's so I, much video game here alone. I think we, right? I think we went... We talked about that a lot last week because Travis, who is on the cast, hasn't played a single minute of any Souls or From yeah. Software game, and he's like, "This is one of his favorite games Enamored. of all time." So that's Let's go. to me, that's, that's amazing. Like, that's all you need if he oh, can get yeah. into it, and he's not like super hardcore with these kinds of games. That like that's just if you if you invest the time and you're down to be okay not knowing every last detail and checking off all those boxes, then I think. Uh, this is just such an amazing game, and you will find something to enjoy about it. Maybe not everyone yep. will, but I think it's at least worth a shot. And I know eighty bucks is a lot uh, to spend to just give something a shot, but I don't know. That's uh, that for Canadian, me. I think it's worth it for most. Canadian most price just hurted me. I forget <laughs> games are eighty dollars for you guys. That, that yeah. just like beat my ass. Like, I was like, wait, what? I mean, it's it's. <sighs> It, it probably you know, levels out. I it think, levels out. But, yeah, but I, hope. I don't know. It's it is uh, so it's more than when I was a kid. That's for sure. Video games were sixty dollars, sir. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, I know. Um, I always I'm always no. talking in PS5 uh, games. PS5 games are seventy in America. So right, and, but wasn't Elden Ring? You could like buy it on PS4 and then upgrade for free. It's or you could buy on PS4 for most like games and then upgrade it. Yeah, so, like, there's been a few. There's been a few. Horizon was that way. Horizon right, was the Horizon big agree. Yeah. yeah, Horizon was the egregious one where it was like the PS5 or PS4 version was fifty, or and then you was seventy yeah. was seventy, but you got a free upgrade with the fifty dollar or sixty dollar PS4 yeah. version. Um, mm-hmm. But you could not find the PS4 version on the PS5. Oh, shops. there you, you go. had to have a physical PS4, or you had to buy it on the on like yeah. The they store. don't make they don't make it easy, which is. They shouldn't have done annoying because it. <laughs> it's still hard to find a PS5. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. You can borrow uh, mine, Dante. We've been going for a while here. I know that we could talk Can't about stop, this for stop. a lot longer. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna. I'll yeah. commit to. We, we'll come back and talk more about this. It might be a bit for me because, like I said, I'm not gonna have the game for a, maybe a week or two here. So my progress is gonna be halted here. But at some point, I don't care if it's not timely anymore. People aren't talking about it anymore. I'm gonna come back it's and gonna... do a spoiler cast with you and some other friends who have just been Let's totally go. enamored with it but is there anything yeah. else you want to say for uh, right now before Out, we close Elden off Ring. it is likely my favorite quickly becoming one of my favorite games of all time I can't wait to beat it I hope there's space stuff I don't know yet yeah That's spaceship it. you know going to I want planets. I want to go to space <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> Miyazaki take me to the moon yeah yeah, he faked it with Sophia River, but that's not a I'm true... telling you, he's just teasing me. Yeah. He's just teasing me. He knows. He knows that Moon is going to be the last thing. Moon Presence is going to come down mm-hmm. again. I'm making Bloodborne references. And then you'll just, like, constantly lose Souls health because there's Souls no guy. oxygen. You'll just, like, slowly uh, take damage, and it'll be super annoying, and everyone will hate it and be like, man, no, fuck that. Put... They shouldn't have gone to space or something like I'm that. just going to spec for HP regen. <laughs> yeah. Just counteract. Who needs, breathing? Who needs breathing when my health keeps regenerating? It's true. <laughs> and I mean, I'm already at like 10 Estes, so like I'm good to go, man. Just, yeah, like, right. Like, Just chug, mm-hmm. <laughs> chug away. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, Dante, no, this excellent. was fun, and uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about this game more. And I, I hope you, I hope you, I, I think you're probably going to finish the demo for Triangle Strategy. But I hope you pick up the full I'm game. Gonna play it over this weekend. Like I said, I'm going to be, I'm going to be vacationing as well. I will yeah. have 
plenty of switch time. Triangle strategy will likely be what I dig my t- mm-hmm. my toes into, and then maybe a little bit of like Ollie Ollie World. Right. That's gonna be it. Yeah, and then and then we've talked about other games coming out March and beyond that oh, we're interested, both interested in. So I'm sure you'll be back on, uh, in a, within a month or so. I don't know. I'm sure you'll I'd be back. I'd love soon, so. to be. I'd cool. love to be. I will play video games and Amazing. talk about them. <laughs> okay, everyone, that's going to be it for uh, this episode. Go check out the socials. Join us on Patreon. Join the Discord. Uh, if you have uh, any questions for me or Travis next week, thoughts on the state of play, thoughts on Horizon Forbidden West, or more Elden Ring thoughts, uh, you know, send them in, and uh, I'll include that stuff in, in next week's episode. But, yes, we'll be back again next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you again next time. Peace. Bye.